The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Welcome to another show that doesn't have anything to talk about. So I figured we'd sit around today and be like a book club, you know? Oh, did you read that? Did you read that? Did you... <laughs> Just kidding, of course. I mean, we, we couldn't get it all in today. That's really the long and short of it. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Talk With a Purpose. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us, as always, here for our Saturday morning get-together from 9 until noon. And as always, the number is 609-407-1450, and you can listen on 95.5 FM, 1450 AM, and always online at WPGTalkRadio.com. For those uh, who are our friends in the Jewish persuasion, let me see if I can get this right. Lashana Tova. Well, Seth isn't here, but I'll, I'll... go over it with him next week if I said it right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Seth is off today and Brian Fitzherbert will fill in for him. He'll be here in a couple of minutes. Uh, and also an old friend, not that he's old, but he's a friend. He, um, he is Judge Donio, retired Atlantic County Superior Court Judge Michael Donio. He will be stopping by at 10 o'clock this morning to discuss the variety of of indictments, and I wonder if he's going to talk about Chris Christie. He just might do that, <laughs> okay? So he'll be here at 10 o'clock, and we look forward to that. But in between, it's you and me talking about whatever we're talking about. And as a, again, if you want to chime in, 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450 is the number. It's now the Democrats' turn to complain about unfair treatment. How does it feel? How does it feel to have the shoe on the other foot? We heard this week, not one, but two Bidens are in the news. Really? President Biden and his son, Hunter, they're both in the news. First, the president. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's sudden decision to launch an impeachment inquiry into President Biden has won over many of the most reluctant Republicans. Some lawmakers are pushing for swift action, while others expect to drag this into the 2024 election year. And that's, of course, what the Republicans want, because they figure the Democrats got their way because Trump got four indictments. Now they're going to try to impeach Biden. Will it go anywhere? Who knows? I can see it all now. Biden versus Trump. Remember that fight of the century, Ali Frazier, (laughs) and they hyped it up, and it was an epic battle? Well, maybe they'll hype it up this way. The impeached president versus the convicted felon. (laughs) Oh, you know, you can't make this stuff up. Whatever happened to the days of completely clean candidates like, well, maybe this is not a good example either, but Kennedy Nixon? Remember that? And they were talking about Nixon shaving? (laughs) Yeah, maybe those days are gone. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre. Isn't she a beaut? 
She said they have turned up no evidence. This is a political stunt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like the indictments against Trump aren't politically motivated. Right. You know, again, one's calling it a stunt and the other one's calling it politically motivated. What? It probably is both. So, McCarthy has signaled potential charges of abuse of power, corruption, and obstruction for possible articles of impeachment. Remember the social media thing? I don't put any stories in about Hunter with uh, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, and all that stuff. So, this is what they're saying. Representative James Comer, the Republican from Kentucky, said... I hope we can get it through as quickly as possible. Well, that's not what you want because you want to drag it out into the election season. So Comer is chair of the House Oversight Committee. Then there's good old Adam Shifty Schiff. He's the Democrat from California, of course, you know that. He said that McCarthy's failure to bring the inquiry before the full House for a vote was an acknowledgement that he lacks the support in his conference to move forward. <laughs> oh, each one is the pot calling the kettle black. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're each doing the same thing. And overall, they're just creating more havoc in this election season. So it, it should be a very interesting one. But all in all, I think, this is my opinion, this is a good move by the Republicans, but will it go anywhere? I, I don't know, and maybe we'll discuss that with Judge Donio coming up at 10 o'clock. But meanwhile, back at the Hunter Biden fiasco, Hunter Biden was indicted Thursday, this past Thursday, on charges of making false statements and illegally possessing a handgun setting the stage for a possible criminal trial for Hunter Biden while his father campaigns for re-election. Can you see this? <laughs> I know what Biden's going to say. Well, I'm running for president. My son isn't running for president. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and of course, these charges follow the collapse in July. You know, that plea deal that he had, that sweet deal. And then the judge says, wait a minute. This is ridiculous. So talk about a tumultuous presidential campaign in 2024. Like I said before, it's the potentially impeached current president versus the indict indicted candidate, former President Trump. Can't make this stuff up. Makes me long for the days of Carter Reagan, Kennedy Nixon, McGovern Nixon. I mean, all of those basically were clean elections. But here we go again, as, as Ronald Reagan said, there you go again. It's, it's just it's, it's unbelievable how this country is bogged down in indictments and charges. And it's just it's incredible. And you say to yourself, you know, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of things that we've got to solve. And 
we're not solving them. I mean, the border situation is ridiculous. And we got a statistic on inflation. It's still r running wild, even though it's come down. But, <clears throat> oh, did you see gas prices? Oh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. It's everything's going up. It is ridiculous. And that's what we are faced with in this election. Turmoil, indictments, impeachment. <laughs> I mean, it is unbelievable. <clears throat> but we move on. And because of today being a Jewish holiday, Rosh Hashanah, and again, Lashana Tova to all our Jewish friends, you uh, hopefully you're celebrating in the, whatever you do. I, I, I don't understand the holidays if you're supposed to celebrate or you're supposed to pray. I guess you're doing both. Who knows? But uh, Seth is off today, and in his place is Brian Fitzherbert. He is the vice president of Liberty and Prosperity, and it's a rare moment that the vice president gets to talk. It's like Kamala Harris getting to talk. <laughs> Not quite, but <laughs> Brian, welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for filling in for the one and only Seth. I mean, you got mighty big shoes to fill. Yes, I do. He is a wealth of information. And, uh, you know, he founded Liberty and Prosperity 20 years ago. It's still going strong, which seeks to inform and educate citizens about government. And uh, it's going strong and the group continues to grow. So what he's doing, he's doing it well. Well, he, he educates us every week, you know. I mean, because I start talking about something and he says, well, you know, this happened and that happened and that's why this happened. And by the end of his, his 10 or 15 minutes, which is always long, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So uh, what wisdom are you going to uh, bestow on us this morning? Well, you know, I, I think I bring a unique perspective being unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to put it, a millennial with regard to one of your comments in your monologue with regard to the border. Um, from the time that let's start even with 2000, right? The year 2000, we've been told, I've been told my entire lifetime that we need to be compassionate and we need to be considerate. And, you know, two million, roughly one and a half to two million illegal aliens breach our border every year and we're told every year and we have been for 23 years now that there are 12 million illegal aliens in this country when mathematically that can't be the case because if you're talking about one and a half to two million illegal aliens that breach our border every year and you've got 23 years of that you're talking the 40 to 60 million illegal aliens that are residing in this country and that take on an exorbitant amount of resources that are for american citizens and whether that's from an education standpoint, from a healthcare standpoint, from a wage standpoint, taking jobs and pushing wages uh, because they're being paid cash under the table. And enough is enough. I mean, this is an entire generation that has grown up with the knowledge that the, bo the border isn't secure and it's wide open borders. And everyone knows that if you do not have borders, you do not have a country. And we can't afford this. And now we've seen this example on the forefront here in South Jersey when there's been talk of having and housing illegal aliens at Atlantic City Airport. Yes. And we've seen California, we've seen New York, and we've seen Illinois 
take buses and buses, hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of illegal aliens from Texas. And of course, everyone who are these blue state sanctuary states, sanctuary cities are blaming Governor Abbott down in Texas for doing this when all he's doing is literally taking a page out of their playbook. Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals make them live up to their own set of rules. If they want to be sanctuary states and sanctuary cities so bad, bear the consequences of it. And I'm sure New Jersey and Massachusetts are not far behind with getting an exorbitant amount of buses coming into the state. And you just do not have the resources. The country doesn't have the resources. We've never had the resources for this. And this is why we're $30 trillion in debt. It's just not sustainable. And nobody's doing anything about it. That's, no, and that, everyone... that's the problem. You know, and, and we just keep saying, well, you know, we got this illegal immigration thing. And Biden certainly didn't help it, did he? <laughs> no, no. He, the very presence of a Democrat in the White House... Um, calls an attraction for more illegal immigrants. Because even when they're interviewed, they say, oh, Biden said I could come. Kamala Harris said I could come. And this, this is dangerous because this continues. And it's a political issue, right? It's political football. And it gets put back and forth. And even Trump, when he was in, he tried to do a grand bargain with regard to the dreamers and border wall and ending chain migration and everything under the sun. Democrats didn't want to take because it's a political issue. And they'd rather have these individuals stay in limbo from a from any kind of immigration standpoint, notwithstanding citizenship, to be able to use it as a political wedge in football, and as a result, no one's going to deal with it. And they try to they try to frame a unrealistic expectation that oh well, the only way to do it is to round them up and to deport them. No, you create the conditions here in the United States that make it impossible for them to stay here. Remittance payments that you have individuals that are sending money back to their home countries, whether it's Sam Club, Walmart, you name it, you 100% tax that. You make it so it's utterly impossible to rent, whether it's Airbnb, an apartment, a home, whatever that may be, and you hold that landlord accountable. The same thing with regards to jobs. You know, in certain states, obviously Florida is good with that, with regard to, to maximizing the identification in order to get a job. And even those that don't necessarily have as much of that auditing. All of those things, you have to create an environment that's so impossible that they have to leave because they cannot stay here. And the other alternative is to enforce the law. And if it means putting them in prison, then that's what it is. The time for compassion is over. We've seen this for decades. And as Seth has pointed out countless times, this all started back in 1965 with the immigration bill that was passed into Congress and signed into law that allowed for this change. And again, we should be able to control our immigration levels. And we should say who can and who cannot come in here from a skill standpoint or from anything else. And that, unfortunately, is the reason we have too many spineless uh, elected officials both sides of the aisle that refuse to take a position on this. You remember when Trump first got into office and he said, uh, we're not going to let people in from this country, that country. And then mm -hmm. he, he tried to, like, do things to stop this. And there was such a backlash. You wouldn't believe. How could he do that? Oh, he's putting those poor people in cages. Do you remember that? I mean, it was... I do. It was, it was only a couple of years ago. and But that wasn't the point. The point was he was trying to control this. And nobody wanted to control it. And now here we are again, back to the same thing. Let them all in. So I, I don't, I don't know what. I mean, your points are good, but it's got to take somebody with guts to say, "Hey, we're going to do this." And I don't see anybody doing that right now. 
No, absolutely. I mean, you got to remember, most people that are in elected office, whether it's local, state, or even national office, they're they're in it for themselves nine times out of ten, right? They're not doing it because they want to make things better for the country or anything else. They have an ego that they want to stroke, and they want to continue to do things that influence and increase their sphere of power uh, to change things in the way that they want them, not necessarily what may be for for the common good or the public good. And even further, when you have all these issues, you know, you use the example with Trump and what was dubbed the Muslim ban and all this other kind of stuff. All he was doing was we need to set up a vetting process. You know, every single parent, for example, that sends and signs their children up for school, they have to have a mortgage statement that shows that they live at a current house, that their child is up to date with certain vaccinations, that there are certain other check boxes that have to be done to enroll your child into school, a vetting process. That is not the case when it comes to illegal aliens or anchor babies or anyone. And you need some kind of form that is a complete audit. And there's nothing wrong with that. But anyone who opposes that will call you a xenophobe, a racist, every in the book in an attempt to psychologically fight you warfare wise to get you to back down. And too many times we have politicians that will back down because they're too worried about their next reelection or too worried about fundraising, you name it, fill in the blank. And we have this perpetual issue that at some point there's going to be a reaction that is going to fix this situation, whether it's on a local, a state or a national level, because it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable from a financial standpoint or from from a civil discourse standpoint. Okay, well, we, we will certainly talk more about that, and I'm sure you will be bringing that up in the meeting today. What else is going on? What else are you going to be talking about today at the meeting? So we got a great meeting today with Liberty and Prosperity over at Sal's Coal Fire Pizza in Summers Point. Meeting starts at 9.30. We have a special guest in uh, 105.5 radio host Bill Spadia. He's also the founder of the Common Sense Club. So he'll be coming to speak about the latest issues with regard to trans issues, the wind turbines, and other issues that Liberty and Prosperity pushes uh, from an issue standpoint, conservatively speaking. So we always have a good time. We always have great discussion. And you're always going to learn something. Well, maybe uh, you'll invite me someday. I mean, you're you're you're, inv- <laughs> you're inviting our competitor. That he's not our competitor. He works for the same company. So I was I was just kidding you. Yeah, but, no, but, we uh, would love to have you, John. <laughs> well, there's a little problem <laughs> when, mm, when your meetings are when your meetings are on. I'm here. So, uh, but uh, I was just I was teasing you, of course. No, um, no. So, is there uh, anything else that you uh, want to talk about today? Yeah, so, you know, among the many things that Liberty and Prosperity tries to inform and educate citizens about, there are so many issues going on. You touched upon this in your monologue as well with regard to more or less a two-tier justice system and a hypocritical election that continues to happen. I mean, we see what happens with Donald Trump, right? You know, they, they created a hoax that damaged his presidency, that had him under investigation. He was impeached twice for nonsense. And now he's been indicted four times. And now the next escalation of this is to try to prevent ballot access for him as a candidate. And you see all these things that are going on with regard to the direction to Donald Trump. And yet, if the same rules applied to someone like Joe Biden, where there is actual evidence of what he's being accused of with regard to corruption and bribery and everything under the sun with impeachment, all of these things 
a normal individual looks at and has to scratch their head because why is there one set of rules for Trump and by extension Republicans? Because if it's not Trump, it'll be whoever takes his place in the future. And right now, Trump is the only one who has the resources and truthfully the metal to deal with this kind of onslaught day in, day out since he came down the escalator in June of 2015. And here we are in 2023. And you have to take a look at Joe Biden and the corruption that his family has done for decades and is on full display with a laptop that was accused of being Russian disinformation, that the Russians could actually create a laptop, a hard drive filled with pictures of Hunter Biden, emails, text correspondence, and other sensitive details come election time. So you have all this going on, and the normal layman that's listening knows that this doesn't look right, doesn't feel right. Why is there such a an assault on this guy in Donald Trump? And yet, you're ignoring Joe Biden, and it's a point of escalation. You alluded to this earlier, that if the days of Nixon and Kennedy or the days of Reagan uh, and, and so forth, those days are long gone because now you have an escalation. What do the Democrats do after saying they wouldn't impeach Donald Trump? They impeached him twice for nonsense. And the first impeachment has now been proven to be completely a hoax based on what's come out with the Biden family. And now the Republicans in response, they're investigating, they're impeaching. You're not going to remove Joe Biden from office because you're not going to have the votes in the Senate. But the impeachment is a political black eye. And back and forth and back and forth you go. And the days of Reagan and Tip O'Neill getting things done when you have a Republican president and Democrat Speaker of the House, those days are long gone because now it's you get in. You get what you can in 18 months before the midterms happen, and then the other side is going to investigate. And that escalation, I fear, is what our future is as long as this continues with this just over and over and over and over beyond reaction to a blind hatred for the other side just because they have a D in parentheses after the name or they have an R in parentheses after their yeah. name. And that is a very scary thing for yeah. the constitutional yeah. republic. And, and and you know it, it just it just continues it, and and it's on and on and on and on. And you're right. Like the first eighteen months is the honeymoon period, and then comes the investigations. And Trump got impeached a second time with a couple of days left in his presidency. So mm -hmm. I mean, why why impeach him then? Okay, I mean that didn't make any sense to me. He's leaving office, so why why are you impeaching him? So it, well, it just, from their perspective, remember, they have such blind hatred for this guy. They want to damage him beyond any reasonable, because at that time, no one knew if he was going to run for re-election again. They wanted to make it so he couldn't or wouldn't run again. And the same thing with these indictments. They're meant to financially drain him and his campaign and distract and damage him politically with enough people, whether it's suburban women, whether it's the black community, whether it's the Hispanic community, whether it's the white community, whatever that may be, to, to scale off just enough votes that people just don't vote for Donald Trump come 2024. But I think at the end of the day, the other things you mentioned, gas, inflation, anyone's own personal situation. Look, everyone likes to maximize your utility regardless of education level. They're going to do what's best for them. They're not going to tell a soul when they're behind that curtain and they're voting. And I think we've gotten for the first time in your lifetime, my lifetime, anyone listening, we have a distinct comparison 
that we've never seen before, where we literally have a former president's term to compare versus the current president's term to compare and to vote and decide. That's never happened before for anyone living, breathing today. And that's a that's a good opportunity. Yeah, and I'll tell you a story real quick. I went to buy olive oil yesterday, okay? Nineteen ninety nine and it was on sale. Oh jeez. Nineteen ninety nine. I mean I, I remember I used to say it was expensive when it was twelve ninety nine. Nineteen <laughs> that's seven dollars in just that one item. So uh, and they're saying, oh, inflation is, is less than it was before. <laughs> there's still there's still inflation. And especially food. They don't include food in the core inflation price or in, in these statistics. So, you know, this is reality. It, it's, it's here and we're living with it. And it's got to stop. I, I think it's got to stop. No, absolutely. And even further, my generation, unfortunately, has even more exuberant challenges trying to buy a home, right? The price of real estate has gone up as has the interest rate. So the ability, the access to shift and to quote unquote, get to that American dream by owning your own home is becoming harder and harder. And a lot of parents, a lot of grandparents see their kids struggling and it's a direct result of Joe Biden and the Democrats policies. That's it. There's no way that there are that many people that are like, you know what? Things things are good. I want to keep things going with the 80-year-old who uh, doesn't know what planet he's on and doesn't know what decisions <laughs> he's doing. And these, these economic times, they're not that bad. I'm, I'm going to put the Democrats back in office. That is a hard sell for any layman to, to believe that that's the, that's the future. And speaking of hard sell, uh, CNN did a poll, and the biggest objection to Biden being reelected is his age. Mm-hmm. They, they, I mean, CNN. So they, you would think their poll would be skewed the other way. But no, I mean, most people, most people say his age is a problem and they don't want him as president. So we'll see. We're going to get you uh, to the meeting on time. What a concept. What a concept. <laughs> no, we appreciate that. And uh, for those listening, if you could visit com, donate what you can. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, if you can pop over to Sal's. In Summers Point, in three minutes, we'd love to have you. Okay, Brian, thank you. Brian Fitzherbert sitting in for Seth Grossman for the uh, Jewish holiday, of course, so Seth is off. And, again, the website, libertyandprosperity.com, libertyandprosperity.com. Check it out. A lot of good stuff on there. Really uh, insightful and informative information. I'm John DeMassey. It's Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We have John and we have Bob, and maybe we'll have you. At 609-407-1450, we'll get started with our calls after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on Debt Free for Life or 
Call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to Debt Free for Life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. And we are back here on Talk With a Purpose. And as promised, we will get started with the calls. Let's talk to John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk yeah, With a Purpose. Top of the morning on this beautiful September day. Love where we fall, man. Really, really do. Yes, it is beautiful. For, for, yes, it is. For more than one reason. And one, uh, yeah, for more than one reason, too. The Chiefs have all gone home and we have perfect weather. But I shouldn't <laughs> say that. But I just, I just did. Anyway, <laughs> um, I want to bring up... Uh, a, a very controversial, actually, he's a talk show. Uh, he was actually uh, the weekend host for Coast to Coast, and he got canned because, yes, he's a member of the Conspiratorium, and, yes, he threw some fireballs, not because he was incompetent. He has a very commanding voice. He's very intelligent. John B. Wells, and he has a program on at nighttime, midnight, around that time, called Caravan to Midnight. And um, I don't know if it was on that show, but it was actually John Densmore, Densmore had put it up himself, a, a blog on the Internet, John Densmore is the original and only drummer of the rock band of Doors. Now, John B. Wells is like in his early 60s. He says, I grew up with that music and I love that music, but I know it was more than just music, good music that came out of the 60s. He says, there was a concomitant revolution that came along with it. John Densmore said, of course. Yes, we were side by side with civil rights marchers, and yeah, we were pro-women's uh, feminism and that. But he's dismayed at what it's come to. And, he, and yes, he was very proud that he voted for Barack Obama, and he still, um, he still supports Barack Obama. But he says, the, the, uh, you can't deny that the people that surrounded Barack Obama were wrecking America. He says, that I'm not for. So here's a man that supports and supported Barack Obama. Now, this conversation was back when Barack Obama was still president, but knows that there's a destructive policy. Okay? So it's not just a tinfoil wearing, you know, tooth or the Archie Bunker conservatives that are, you know, speaking out. It's actually, if you're, if you're liberal and you have half a brain, you see our country going in the wrong direction. But the only problem I have with John Densmore. You know, as as smart as a guy, he's very he's very intelligent guy, man. He's 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 on the he's on the level, and he has a he has a pretty I, you can see he has a pretty big brain before all the ass trip he did. But anyway, um, he um, I, I just remember the conversation that uh, Nicholas Rockefeller, who is a member of the shadow government, a member of that old Illuminati family, the Rockefeller family, and yeah, they are an old Illuminati family, whether people want to hear it or not. But he had talked to Aaron Russo, and Aaron Russo was movie producer, a non-illuminist. Aaron Russo was uh, the movie producer for um, Trading Places with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. And also, um, he, he uh, managed Bette Miller's uh, music career for about 15 years. So he's not a slouch. He's a somebody, not a big nobody. But anyway, he, he, had, he, asked, he asked directly, and I've said this before, I think on this program or the other the Harry Rowley program, I think it was this one, but I he asked... Uh, Aaron Russo, why do you think the Rockefeller Foundation supported women's rights in the uh, 60s? He says, because even though you're a bunch of blue bloods, you care about women's rights. So, well, you're, you're, you're still an idiot, aren't you? You don't know. You've been with me this long. We've been talking this long, and you don't know? So, no, we wanted to take women out of the uh, home and put them in a workplace so we could have, one, uh, more uh, tax revenue coming in, make more money off the populace. But uh, most importantly, we wanted to have control of the kids. And now look what they've done. The state that has taken control of the kids, their agenda is destructive. It's no, there's, I mean, if you can't see that, you, you, don't have, you don't have a working brain, man. I mean, teaching carnal knowledge to little kids, you know, fellatio, you know, masturbation and uh, sodomy instead of the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. If you can't see that that's destructive, then you need to go see a psychiatrist or whatever. Psychiatrist, whatever. Thanks for letting me call in. I know All right, I'm your... All right John. Thanks a lot for the call. 
<laughs> As usual, John is prepared for these calls. Talk with the purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. are coming up on a break. We'll talk to Bob after the break, and maybe we'll talk to you. Some uh, open lines this morning here on the show, so uh, this is a good time for you to jump in and uh, talk here on the program. 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450 is the number. We will come back with more Talk with the Purpose in just a moment. But first, we talk about B.F. Mazio, and you know... It is still time to vote for B.F. Mazio, best of the press, in two categories, best fruit baskets and best produce store. And all you have to do is go to pressofac.com slash contests, and you can vote for them right there. It's very, very simple. B.F. Mazio, with so many things to choose from. And, you know, I was paying attention last week when I went in there. The prepared foods is just extensive. I mean, and they're filling it up constantly, which means it's constantly selling. I mean, the, I saw a couple of the uh, a couple of the kids walking by, and they were filling it up. They kept filling it up. So it's it's just so many, too many varieties to mention. But there's salmon dishes, there's pasta dishes, there's peppers and and sausage and all kinds of things at BF Mazio. So you don't have to cook. And let's face it, this is another busy time of year. You got the kids back to school and starting a soccer practice and all of that stuff. It's it's really it's unbelievable how busy people are and this just helps you out. That's what you do. You go to BF Mazio, you pick up some prepared foods, you put it in the microwave and you don't have to don't have to cook. <laughs> that sounds good. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield and online at bfmazio.com. And it's not only prepared foods, but baked goods and uh, gourmet items. There's so many things. I was looking at the uh, cheese section last week. There's cheeses and cheese spreads. There has to be hundreds of spreads, uh, spreads and cheeses. Too numerous to mention again. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield, online at bfmazio.com. And don't forget, vote for them for Best of the Press. The deadline is September 21st. So you got a couple of days to uh, still vote for B.F. Mazio, Best of the Press. We're coming back with more Talk with a Purpose in just a moment. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check Check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. 
Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. We do have a high surf advisory for today. For today, clouds and sun. Watch out for some rip currents. High today at 80. Clear night tonight, low 51. And then sun and clouds, a shower and spots for late afternoon tomorrow. High Sunday at 82. Monday, periods of rain. A little bit cooler, the high Monday at 74. I'm AccuWeather Steve Williams on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, I uh, give out my email address every week. And if you would like to email me during the week, feel free to do that. J-D-A-D-V as in Victor 1 at Comcast.net. J-D-A-D-V-1 at Comcast.net. Of course, you can always like us on Facebook. Our Facebook address at Talk With a Purpose. At Talk With a Purpose is our Facebook address. And it is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Bob and Kate May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, John. Uh, look, uh, <clears throat> elaborating on, on uh, uh, Brian Fitz, Fitzherbert's uh, comment about the, the border wall, about immigration. So the, the situation on the border is really represent, represents what's you know, again, there's so much wrong with this country, and this is one of the prime examples here. We would not, meaning Congress would not, okay, whether we had a Republican Congress, and of course a Democrat Congress will never do it. Okay, the border wall is going to take $5 billion to complete a border wall, wall to, to stem the, the invasion coming over our southern border, the drugs, the terrorists, and people that, you know, just had no business being here, okay? And, and people that were, uh, yeah, there's some really nasty people coming over that border in terms of, of criminality. And, you know, the, the I do believe that, that some of these Central American countries, these third world countries, uh, they're not sending their best and brightest here, as Trump said. I think that's very accurate. So, but... We're willing to send spend twenty four billion dollars to defend Ukraine, right? When yeah. when our border is being invaded, okay? so you know that ludicrous things like that are happening in this country. So to get to, to my my point here, though, is the governor of Florida has done something about immigration. He's done something about it. And and that is E-Verify. He has instituted E-Verify in Florida. Uh, you cannot em- employ an illegal in Florida. If you do, there are serious, serious penalties. I, I think there may even be like, criminal penalties. And <clears throat> what it's caused now, now see, this is where it, this debate gets tricky where this this situation gets tricky and and you know you know i love governor DeSantis, and yes he he has done something about immigration that that other politicians have not done they've not done it he has accomplished it but this is where the problem is where you know the the american work ethic vis-a-vis the 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 welfare state that the Democrats have pushed through the decades has destroyed the work ethic of, of a lot of people in this country. So 
so what what you have now and and this is again sorry for being so long-winded but it's it's a very accurate point here down in florida e-verify was instituted earlier this summer the building trades down there have been decimated you know i um a, a roofing contractor that's done work for me in the past uh he went from 18 crews not 18 crew members in his company but he had 18 crews he's down to seven now jeez okay and and good luck getting something built my my i'm very friendly with my pool contractor down there you know i've done development work down there john uh He's having all sorts of problems. Drywall contractors, good. You can't get drywall work done anymore. So you, you you build you build a structure. If you can't get it drywalled, you're sitting in the water. You your project is not moving forward. So you know again, it's a two-edged sword. White boys, American boys, do not want to get their hands dirty. Yeah, for the most part, That's you right. know, it, it's That's a right. generalized statement. Of course, they're hardworking, you know, younger people in this country, but that's a real problem. So, you know, it, uh, unless we, you know, you, you can talk all the tough rhetoric you want about about getting rid of the illegals and how they are a threat to American jobs, but unless we we get the 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 work ethic back in this country. Uh, we're going to have a huge problem economically. You know? Oh, like, yes. In, 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 in Florida, John, I can tell you, it, it just, you can't get anything done there now. Oh. oh. And, and, tell and, me about know, it. And, 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 and in southwest Florida last year with the hurricane damage, it was already horrible to get anything done. And that made it worse, yeah. It made it a ton worse. Yeah. You know, you, you, you had supply chain issues. Uh, you had, like, Huge devastation taking place, you know. So the, the contractors were going crazy to begin with, and, you know. And and now, to exas, it just it's thrown gasoline on the yeah. fire. Oh yeah, I, I know, and, I know. And you know, and you know, so it, it, it's see nothing is so cut and dry all the time. You, you can you know. N- Things are not always black and white all the time. It's not always good and bad. There are not always easy answers. Yes, that's that's true. That's true. Bob, yeah. thanks a lot for the call. Appreciate it. Rich Barely is on the line. Rich, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hey, John. How you doing? Good. How you doing, Rich? All right. The Eagles, I was at the game on, uh, what was it, uh, Thursday night. They eked out a... A close one there. <laughs> well, they're testing. They're testing our heart medicine. Good. You know, <laughs> they, ne- they never make it easy. I'll tell you. you know, no, they don't. They get these great leads, and that goes all the way back to Andy Reid. He he would always take his uh, you know, foot off the paddle in the third and fourth. But uh, I'll tell you, one shining star on Thursday night was this. Uh, I think it's DeAndre. Swift. Yes, as, I don't as know it was. Yeah. Oh, I, I watched it all. Man. I stayed up late, <laughs> and yeah, I paid for it. That's, pay, a, yeah, that's a, a bad thing about going on Thursday nights. I, I don't get home until like one thirty in the morning. By the time you get out of there, yeah, yeah. So, what's so on your I, mind? I was calling in uh, talking about keeping the foot, uh, the pedal to the metal. Um, on page eight of the Shore Local News, I, I wrote an article. 
and that if the audience uh, uh, can, uh, you know, maybe pick up a copy of the paper. And uh, the title of my article was The Saddest Day in Ocean City. And I was part of the group uh, that was uh, protesting uh, the uh, digging up uh, for the um, transmission lines at 35th Street. And there were some individuals that uh, I left um, at like nine o'clock, but apparently some individuals uh, got arrested and which was uh, horrible, you know, cause during the COVID you saw these burning down of cities and nobody gets arrested. Yeah. And here are these people, including myself, were out there to try to enlighten and draw attention to the fact that our Jersey Shore is being invaded. Yeah. And they and they get arrested. But my my point is is that I get in there uh, involved with the article on basically eight points of why the turbines uh, should not be placed on our Jersey Shore, and that reality of these people digging up our, our town where I went to high school there. And, you know, it's, they're digging up the streets for these transmission lines on a technology that just totally doesn't make sense to have it uh, 100% reliant on. It's just not dependable. Uh, our costs are going to increase substantially. Um, I'm just going to... Uh, Read the first paragraph, if you don't mind. Well, uh, Rich, uh, we we do have a lot of calls, but uh, we encourage people to get that uh, article. And I believe you said the Assure Local is the newspaper. Thanks for the call, Rich. Uh, Mary and Marlton. Mary, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning, and thank you for your program. That was wonderful news to hear that Liberty and Prosperity is having Bill Spadia this morning. I believe he's going to be declaring um, his candidacy for the governor, and he has done so much to make central and northern New Jersey aware to be courageous, to be strong, um, to just pay attention to the issues. He supported small businesses. He never wore a mask. Uh, he believes that the um, shot that may or may not, but appears to create mitocardiitis should be optional. Uh, he supports American values. He was a Marine. I can go on and on. He's got his common sense club. And um, it's really important to know that there are other candidates that will be running for governor. He will not run a Juan campaign or an anemic campaign. I, I, I don't have any um, horse in this race. I just know that he was very courageous during the shutdowns. He spoke out when no one else was. And he's got support, you know, because he was so brave. And he was telling other people, be brave. And there was a caller who said, white boys don't want to work anymore. Well, it's American boys. What I see happening is, They've been castrated and they're told be more like girls and they're told wear a helmet and they're stranger danger. So they're afraid now. They're afraid to walk outside their houses. They'd rather sit and play a video game. And if a boy does anything masculine, he's told, oh, wait a minute, that's violence. (laughs) And that's why they're afraid to do anything anymore and it's all american boys and it's very sad because we have a group coming in here that will do anything they don't have to register for selective service um 
and all the things that your other caller said, and Bill Spadius has spoken so much about this. Um, the E-Verify, Bill Spadius says over and over again, a boy is a boy and a girl is a girl. That's for if sure. If you want to change, That's for you sure. better ask them why. That's for sure. So and, and I'm so happy. I would have driven two hours to get to that meeting had I known. It makes me want to think about rejoining Liberty and Prosperity. Well, that would, be, that would be a good move. And uh, Mary, thanks for the call. Uh, and I also want to mention that uh, Jack Chitterelli is another outstanding candidate. So we now have two outstanding candidates for on the Republican side for governor. And certainly um, both of them, I'm sure, would be far better than the current governor who's sitting in Trenton. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Talk with the purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We have Andy, and then we have Greg, and maybe we'll have you. And, of course, we have Judge Donio at 10 o'clock at 609-407-1450. We're coming back. Final thoughts in hour number one after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on Debt Free for Life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to Debt Free for Life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. Back here on Talk With a Purpose. Let's get right to it. Andy and Brigantine. Andy, good morning. You're on Talk With a Purpose. Can you hear me all right, John? Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, yeah, the, the last caller and Bob were talking about this. It, it's so true. You know, the average boy in this country born today has 50.50% less testosterone than his grandfather. Okay? Wow. Than, than someone born 50 years ago. Okay. Um, and this is this is by design. And think about this, John, because we've been lectured about this toxic masculinity for a number of years now. But as we are uh, feminizing, wimpifying, demasculinization uh, uh, de of men in this country, what are we doing? We are importing millions of young, working-age, military-age men from countries all over the world who do not get into all this woke crap and this feminization of men crap. We're actually importing the most toxic masculine men that we can get from all of these other countries around the world, Somalia. I mean, uh, 170 different countries they're coming in and they're, this is all by design. This is, this is how you fundamentally transform the United States of America the way Barack Obama promised us. You, you, you destroy the existing population and you replace it with an entirely new population over time. This is exactly what's happening. Um, 
the, the, if it were not for toxic masculinity, you wouldn't have New York City. You don't have wimpy guys climbing on steel girders a hundred stories in the air to build skyscrapers. Yeah. Okay. You don't have wimpy guys uh, swinging in the breeze over 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 the over the bay in San Francisco to build the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. Uh, these this it is it is the the what makes men men is what is why we have a country that we do that, that, that we exist in the first place but they, they they must they must make men more like women because what it, it is true of the two genders and there really are only two women are least likely to say no okay it's always the men who are the ones who say no they stand up no I'm not going to do this women have a tendency to give in. So if you can make the men more like women where they won't say no, they'll just accept everything and do what they're told, it's very easy to take over a country. And that's exactly what's happening here. So Bob and your last caller are absolutely right. We are importing the, precisely the type of men that the women in this country, the liberal women, claim to hate. These toxic masculine men. That's what's happening. Hey, John. Have you heard, <clears throat> did you hear about Corrine uh, uh, Jean-Pierre was talking about Joe Biden's age? She said that 80 is the new 40. <laughs> did you hear that? No, I didn't hear that, but but that's a good one. <laughs> think about it, John. We're supposed to believe now that 80 is the new 40, that Joe Biden is really at his He's a, he's forty years old, Joe Biden, right now. He's got he's got another forty years to go. Man. Can you imagine <laughs> this man? You know, hey John, you know, you know those little alien uh, uh, bodies they found this week? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could you could put one of those behind the presidential podium, and no one would tell the difference between that and Joe Biden. <laughs> you know, one of those little things behind the podium. Did you also hear that uh, Joe Biden taught political theory at the University of Pennsylvania for four years? Did you hear that claim? No. Yeah, Joe Biden claimed that he taught political theory at the University of Pennsylvania for four years. Never, never set foot there, never taught. Just another lie. And do you remember when Joe Biden said that um, uh, four kids are just as bright as white kids, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I remember that one, yeah. Okay, so now Joe Biden, we can add to that, uh, because he really is the white supremacist in chief. Yesterday he said, we've seen record lows in unemployment, particularly for African Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, the workers without high school diplomas. <laughs> so, so, so African American and Hispanic workers in Joe Biden's mind these are the people without without high school diplomas, just a blanket statement. And, yeah. and these are the people who accuse us of, of, of being white supremacists. I got one more quick one, John. Yeah, okay. With Joe, with Joe Biden, they've gone from he never spoke to his son about business to he's not in business with his son. And now they're saying he never shared money with his son. 
So we've thrown out that he never spoke to his son about business because we know he did. But we've thrown out that he's not in business with his son because we, we know that's true too now. So now their claim is, well, he never shared money with his son. They keep moving the goalposts and changing, you know, changing Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. He never shared money with his son, and how did he? How did he get those four or five houses, <laughs> like that beautiful beachfront property in Rehoboth that's got to be worth five million? How did he get that? <laughs> I don't know. We have time for one. Yeah, we'll take Greg real quick. Greg and Absecan, you're you're on talk with a purpose. This is Matthew. Good morning. Good morning, sir. You know, one of the reasons they keep the president on vacation. Or locked in his cellar, he cannot do what you do. He go into a grocery store and just browse. Yeah, because when he gets in there, the only thing he does, he starts selecting things he's going to eliminate. <laughs> <laughs> At this rate, I mean, you know, it, it's crazy. Yeah, and yeah. his pet, he had a pet shark, and they keep telling him he will not. <laughs> be able to solve and eat the kitchen sink. <laughs> and then Biden's he want to bet and he feeds him the kitchen sink. Yeah. That's exactly what we're experiencing right now in reverse. He's got us eating any damn thing he throws at us. Oh. Greg, if you want to call back later on, uh, feel free to do that. Sorry we had to cut you off. Because, you know, in radio, we, we got to move on. Talk with the purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two, Judge Donio on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Our number two Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey, and of course, we're also heard on 1450 AM and always online at WPGTalkRadio.com. So there's a lot of ways you can listen. We welcome back an old friend. Well, he's not that old. I mean, come on. But he's an old friend. Former Atlantic County Superior Court Judge Michael Donio. He is here to talk to us. It's been a while. And we welcome him into the program. Judge, good morning. Welcome. Hey, John. How are you? Good. How about you? Hanging in there, pal. Good. Uh, The Phillies won last night, so... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's talk about the important stuff first. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a little concerned going into the <clears throat> last two weeks, and hopefully the playoffs. I'm a little concerned about the pitching. Me too. Um, <clears throat> I'm not sure how this is going to pan out in the playoffs. Should they get there? Um, Nola, I don't know what's wrong. Um, uh, I, You know, injuries. Uh, bullpen issues. Uh, Sir Anthony's not the way he was before. Yeah, that's uh, Kimbrough right. Kimbrel has some great outings, and then he has some bad outings where he's walking guys. I don't know. Do you, you think there's enough pitching there to no. make a run? No, not at all. Not at all. And and really, 
they don't have one. Maybe they have one reliable starter. Maybe. Wheeler. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be interesting to see yeah. what uh, he does in the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> uh, this kid Sanchez has looked decent. Uh, Suarez now looks like he might be healthy. Um, I don't know what he's going to do. I think Lorenzen's headed to the bullpen. Um, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, but, that's, but, but we learned last year that you catch lightning in a bottle for two, three weeks, and a lot could happen. That's right. So that's, right. that's, that's what we got. But I'll tell you, I was there Wednesday night. These Braves, even their outs are hit. Yeah. The button. Yeah. Even that, their outs. They, they might be one of the most potent offenses that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I, I think we're looking at the eventual world champions this year. Yeah, they they're they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, tough well, beat. you know, you know what I used to say, a friend of mine and I used to say, that if the Phillies win, we still got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. If the Phillies lose, we still got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. So you and yeah. I have to go to work the next day, whether they win or they lose. But yep. it's always fun to watch. Yep. Uh, let's get started with uh, some things you want to talk about. How about your old friend Chris Christie? Um, you you said three years ago he was going to run for president, and that's true. But he's still polling at one percent. What is he? What well, is he thinking? First of all, as I said to you three years ago, you got to remember: until he leaves Earth, he'll be running for president because he's <laughs> been telling people since he was in grammar school that he was going to be the president. So uh, he'll run. And he's going to keep running. Um, so, you know, he is polling. Well, I saw some polls where he's 3%, some at 1%. If you listen to him, he's polling much higher. <laughs> uh, all I know is that every time I read what unfavorable or negative polls say, he's hovering around 70% of all registered Republicans. So... Um, I don't know. His strategy is to take down Trump. Um, you know, I, 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 there's something I don't understand that maybe you could help me out with, John. Yeah, okay. So, you know, he he um, he supported Trump when he saw that Trump was a runaway train back in 16. Um, then he got in on the inner circle because he desperately wanted to be vice president. That didn't happen. He desperately wanted to be attorney general. That didn't happen. He stayed in the inner circle. Oh, I helped him prepare for debates. Oh, he gave me COVID. Oh, I did this transition. I did that. He was in the inner circle. And then he wants us to believe that because Trump contested and still contests the election in 2020, that that's the reason that he now is so adamant against them. Do you buy that? No. No, okay. no, I don't. Right. I don't buy it. No. All right, I don't either. He, I mean, you know, he knew that he was going to challenge Trump from from as soon as Trump lost uh, to to uh, to Biden. He knew that. Yeah, and he and he tried to find an excuse <clears throat> now of why I'm against Trump because he wouldn't accept the election results. I, I, you know, I mean, that narrative to me doesn't even make sense. No. It doesn't make sense. No. But listen, it makes sense when you realize that all he wants is to be president because he's hungry, he's egotistical, and, um, you know, he thinks he's the greatest politician since sliced bread. And, 
Listen, I don't know where he where he really thinks he's going when he's totally alienated the Trump people that comprise, what, 30, 33 percent of the Republican base. I mean, if Trump implodes and if Trump ends up not being the nominee, how many of those 30, 33 percent Trump people you think are going to move over to Christie? None. I think very little, very little. So I, I don't know. But, you know, he believes. He, you know, he believes he's the smartest guy in the room and, and that he can and go with that silver tongue of his. And he believes that, you know, he could make his case and, you know, and move on and get people to gravitate to him. Um, you know, it's uh, it's it's sad is what it is. It really it's is. Sad. Yeah, it really, it really is. It's sad. Um you know, he, he wants to talk, you know, and it's amazing to me that these, these people that put him on the radio and TV, how they're, they're intimidated by him. I, I watched an interview he did with Anderson Cooper, and then Anderson Cooper let him go on and on about, I was reelected with 61% of the vote when I ran for reelection in New Jersey in a blue state. And any good journalist's response to that would have been, yes, Governor, that's true, but explain how when you left office you had a 14 percent approval rating in your home state yeah but they don't ask those questions no they're, they don't they're, they're intimidated by him yeah all right yeah. so um you know and you know or the answer would have been well you know you had george norcross and you had certain other uh, high-powered democrats in your corner they put up a poor sacrificial lamb this barbara bono whatever her name was uh, to run against you what did you think you were going to get yeah, and and by the way, one lowly Fort Lee mayor wouldn't support you, who was a Democrat, and you shut down the busiest bridge in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you going to do when uh, Putin or one of these people, you know, uh, call you a name or say something bad? You're going to press the red button. I mean, they they don't ask the right questions. Yeah, they they, they really don't. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I've been saying for years, you know what? Let's put this bridge gate to get to bed. Let's put it to bed. It's simple. Take a lie detector that you knew nothing, you weren't involved, you didn't know it was going to happen, and it was all some lowly secretary in your office and somebody at the Port Authority that decided to shut down in your state the busiest bridge in the world, and you were out of the loop. Take a lie detector. Let's put it to bed once and for all. You think he'll do that? No. No. I don't think so either. No, no, no. But, you know, I can't have these conversations that I was having with him on Twitter because I think I told you he blocked me. <laughs> he blocked me. I was answering some of his tweets, you yeah. know, stuff, stuff that was outright lies. And the next thing I know, I get a thing that Governor Christie's blocked you. So I don't know. He talks about Trump being a coward because he won't debate. And then some lowly retired judge that lives in farm ground in Hamilton wants to debate some issues with him on Twitter, and he blocks me. You well, you're a you're a threat. No. You are a threat. Oh, no threat. I'm a lowly <laughs> ex-judge, and you know, so he blocks me. But yet he wants to call Trump a coward for not debating. I don't know. None of this makes sense to me, John. Oh, I, I was hoping today that you could, you know, straighten all this out for me because no. it doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, sure it does. I mean, it, it, it's whatever he wants. That That's, you know, it, it, it fits the narrative. 
Um, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to debate you because you're bringing up some points that are sensitive, and they're true. So it, it just goes to show you he's a typical politician, and I I can honestly say, and you may attest to this, he's never going to be president. Well, I hope not. I hope not. It would be a sad day. I think it'd be a sad day. I mean, you know. I mean, uh, Trump has his issues, no question about it. And, you know, and, and listen, uh, you know, I think we got to move on from Trump because, you know what, what are we going to talk about for the next four years? We're going to talk about indictments, trials. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about Hunter Biden, impeachment. I want to know this as a citizen of this country. When are we going to start hearing our legislators talk about immigration, gun control, shoring up social security safety for our kids in the schools and the hotel and airline industries how they're ripping off people all these years when are we going to have discussions about that that's that's kind of what i said in my opening remarks today on the show okay, you know I we, well i know that but but it's, it's just the point that we talk about all this nonsense of indictments and Hunter yeah. Biden and all this stuff, and and the issues that we really should be focused on, we don't focus on them. Yeah. And it's, when are we going to start talking seriously about term limits? Mitch McConnell stands there and doesn't know where he is. Diane Feinstein has to have an aide next to her telling you, say yes, vote yes. Pelosi now just announced, oh, I'm going to run again. She's three years old. I mean, when are we going to say enough? Yeah, now, that's right. they're, they're not going to do it. They're not going to put a bill in or, or a constitutional or anything that says term limits. The people have to do it. And the that's people right. have to do it at the voting box and say, you're an incumbent, goodbye. You're an incumbent, goodbye. Let's start fresh. Because they're never going to do it. That's they're right. never going to do that's it. That's right. Uh, judge Michael Donio is our guest. He is a retired uh, Atlantic County Superior Court judge, and he is here talking to us about a variety of issues. If you have a question or a thought for the judge, 609-407-1450. That's our number here in the studio, 609-407-1450. Speaking of Donald Trump, four indictments and potential trials he's facing in general, do you think that maybe he could get jail time or better yet, what do you think is going to end up happening in all this? I mean, you know, listen, I, I, I don't know what proofs they have. We haven't heard. Um, you know, obviously, you know, all these charges could have been brought two years ago. I give the Democrats credit. They're smart, probably smarter than the Republicans when it comes to uh, how, how to time things. All right. They knew what they were doing when they did all this now. They didn't do it two years ago. Uh, they did it so that instead of Trump campaigning, he's going to be in courtrooms. As a city, former sitting judge, here's what I'm wondering. How do you think they're going to get a jury for all these cases when one of the main questions is to jurors, do you know anything about this case? Have you read anything about this case? Have you formed any opinions about this case? Yeah. The, I, I, I mean, I mean... I could see jury selection in these cases taking weeks just to pick a jury. Yeah. 
All right. And now if they're going to try, say, I don't know, I think they segregated some of these Georgia cases. I read something briefly, but there's 19 defendants. Do you know what it is to try 19 people at one time or forget 19? Let's say they segregate some out. Let's say they let's say they're going to try, um, let's say, 10 of them. Do you know how hard it is to get a jury for 10 defendants? with peremptory challenges that all the lawyers have for each defendant uh, to get 10 people that say that I either I don't know anything about the case or I'm able to put aside whatever I know about the case and, and be fair and impartial and then try the case in court and then uh, you have 10 people doing direct examination or cross-examination and you have 10 people making motions, you know, you're talking about a trial that's like the OJ trial. It's going to last three, four, five months. Wow. I mean, it, I mean, we had a case at one time with the Borgata uh, gambling case that I handled where there was like 15 defendants. And before they all ended up pleading guilty, you know, we were trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to try these people? We can't try them in a courtroom in Atlanta County. There's no way. The room's not big enough. So the county was trying to make arrangements for us that we were going to set up a makeshift courtroom at the Atlantic City Convention Center and, and try to do it there. I mean, the logistics of all this are just, you know, unbelievable. And, you know, what's Trump going to do for the next nine months, year and a half? Is he going to be sitting in courtrooms or is he going to be campaigning? I, I don't know how this is going to work. And I really don't know what kind of proofs they have because, you know, the prosecutors really haven't disclosed that. But I'm interested to see how they're going to get a jury that either doesn't know anything about the case and tells the judge I could be fair and impartial and I don't have any preconceived ideas about the case. I want to see I want to see how that plays out. I, I don't know anybody who wouldn't who wouldn't say I don't know anything about it. Uh, somebody living under a rock. Yeah. You know, but I, I just don't know how it's going to happen and the timing of it and how long it's going to take. Um, it, it's going to be a mess. And, and, and it goes back to our point. And while all this is going on, what's going to be happening for the people in this country with all these issues we're talking about? Yeah, that's They're not, that's, going, to, they're that's not right. going to be talked about. That's right. That's so right. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. And do you really think that this trial is going to start October 23rd? I mean, that's a no. month away. No, no, there's no way. They're talking about boxes and boxes of discovery, pre-trial motions. I mean, you know, I don't see these cases being ready, theoretically, to be tried until next spring at the earliest. Jeez. The earliest next spring. And then, of course, it runs into the election. Well, primary. Yeah. All, all during the primary. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say the Democrats, you got to give them credit. They're smart. They planned all this this way. They planned it. You know, you didn't hear anything about this for two, two and a half years, did you? No. And now, all of a sudden, oh, we got to get these cases tried. The judge has to move the case. Let's get it done. Oh, geez, it just coincides with the primary season. I mean... It's, you know, it's, it's, John, you know what it is? It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, we're coming up on a break here, Judge. So, uh, you want to hang in there uh, for a minute? We'll, okay. We got to 
do some things that we call okay. on radio paying the bills. <laughs> judge Michael Donio is our guest. He is a retired Atlantic County Superior Court judge. He's making a special appearance on the show today. 609-407-1450 is our number here. If you have questions or comment for the judge, 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. We will get back to more of Talk With a Purpose with Judge Donio in just a moment. But first, yes, it is time for me to rejoice. I got my car back yesterday <laughs> after five weeks in the shop. Lexus of Atlantic City, of course, uh, we're talking about my Lexus, and I drive a 21 ES350, and the lease is up. We're going to be talking about new cars and new Lexus and all of that stuff. So it's coming up in the near future. Got to get a new Lexus. But one of the things that I noticed, and, you know, I was driving Brand X for five weeks because the car was in the shop. It just, there's no ride like a Lexus. And everybody that I've ever talked to said, you know, I've driven a lot of cars. And when I drive a Lexus, it is the finest automobile on the market today. And I've been telling you that for years because, let's face it, I've been driving Lexus since 2007. So, <laughs> you know, uh, there's a reason for that. Because there's no other car in the world that I would drive but a Lexus. You check it out for yourself. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHT. My niece drove by their showroom the other day. She said, hey, there's a lot of, there's a lot of new Lexus out there. So check it out. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT. Online at aclexus.com, aclexus.com. Yes, I'm happy that I've got my car back. <laughs> uh, we will come back with more with Judge Donio and your calls after these words. I'm Seth Grossman for libertyandprosperity.com. Americans are the most understanding, generous, and compassionate people in the world. That is why our enemies are using those virtues as weapons to destroy us. They are deliberately bringing millions of poor and angry people from failed socialist countries around the world to make America a failed socialist country. They know that walls, fences, and even thousands of border patrol agents can't stop everybody determined to get through. The only way to stop them is to arrest every person found in our country illegally and send them back. But our enemies think that Americans are too understanding, generous, and compassionate to ever do that. Do most Americans care more about the suffering of people coming to our country illegally than the future of our own children and grandchildren? Learn more at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online. libertyandprosperity.com. Thanks. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, Judge Michael A. Donio is our guest. He is the retired Atlantic County Superior Court judge. Judge Donio does a lot of uh, mediation work, and we'll get into that a little bit later on. But if you want to check him out on the web, doniolaw.com. That's doniolaw.com. And if you want to call him in the office and discuss any of your issues that you may have, 609-481-2914. That's 609-481-2919. It's Judge Donio, and his office is in Hamilton, the blueberry capital of the world. And again, the website, doniolaw.com. 
Talk for the purposes of the show, and Judge Donio is our guest, and we're going to talk to uh, Tony in Atlantic City. Tony, good morning. You're on with Judge Donio. Good morning. It's great to have a chance to vent some uh, uh, thoughts. Uh, Jesse uh, Waters last night brought up uh, what my buddy and I, who are Trumpsters, were talking about the uh, gun that's on uh, Hunter's laptop. And uh, I wonder how much of an effect that's going to have, because if it's not registered and all of that, the judge can opine on that. But the other question I have is, and uh, my buddy and I talk about it constantly, election interference. Is there a law? Is uh, a statute? Does Trump have a chance with this with election interference to uh, run while he's on trial and all of that? So if the good judge can opine, thank you very much for letting me ask the questions. Have thank you. Day. Thank you for calling, Tony. Judge? Um, uh, as far as the gun, um, yeah, I did hear somewhere that there were more than one gun. Um, you know, if there's more than one gun and if he's charged with a separate offense, then there would be separate offenses, which is why the judge re did, rejected that sweetheart deal that they had put together, which I have never seen in all my years on the bench, where the <laughs> deal was you were going to plead guilty to such and such, and any future offenses that have to do with a gun, even though they were uncharged, we're going to we're going to mesh that into this plea bargain. I'd never heard of any such a thing, and and good for the judge in Delaware who smelled that and said, whoa, 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 what are you doing here? I'm I'm not going to accept this. Uh, so, you know, if there's more than one gun incident. And it's not like all at one point where it would be concurrent, but would be what we call in the law consecutive, then there would be separate charges. Um, but, you know, I'm not so sure that this indictment wasn't done in order to uh, have new plea discussions and to maybe try to give uh, Hunter a slap on the wrist and give him some kind of a diversionary program or something like that. And I'm not up on the Delaware laws. But, um, you know, that, that whole thing, I'm not sure that passes the smell test uh, either. As far as Trump running, uh, I don't know of anything that would prohibit him from running while he's under indictment. Now, if he gets convicted before the election, that might open up a whole different can of worms. But, but here's the thing, uh, Tony. Um, let's say that let's just say Trump goes to trial, let's say, next summer and he's convicted, well, there's going to be appeals, all right? And then the appeals will run longer and through November of 24. So while he may be convicted by a lower court, there'll be appeals for another year or two. And, you know, I, I have not researched all the law on that, but I know that, you know, while all this is going on, he could run. It's amazing that as new indictments come out, if you believe the polls, his poll numbers go up, which is <laughs> unbelievable. Yes. It, it just shows, you know, I, I'll tell you what I think it shows with Trump. And, John, you could disagree with me because you're astute at this. I believe the whole Trump phenomenon from 2016 to the present, I believe a lot of it is Joe Q. Citizen saying, this guy might be crazy. This guy talks too much. This guy is not totally professional, but he's not a politician, and that's why we like him. Right. That, I agree. No, I agree with that. I and, agree. And, and I think that 
the more that they pile on with these new indictments, which Joe Q. Citizen knows are coming from directly from the Democrat playbook. Yep. And the more they do it, the more a few other people come over and say, hey, if this is what they're doing to this guy, what could they do to me? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's amazing because what I read is that, you know, after the last couple indictments, his numbers went up. Yes, that's right. So, so I, I don't know. But how it plays out, I mean, I don't think that trials and appeals will be played out before the election of 2024. I don't think so. Okay, Steve in Absecon Island. Steve, good morning. You're on with Judge Donio. Steve? Is he there? Should be. Okay. Well, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Okay. John, always a terrific program. And, Thank you. Uh, Thank you, sir. Thanks for taking my call, and uh, good morning, uh, Judge Donio. I have a, I have a terrific. Uh, I have a question on the uh, Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, um bribery charges. I'm calling them bribery charges because I think pay to play, influence peddling and access is all euphemisms for bribery anyway. How, why is it that um, our politicians can enrich themselves through their office by taking uh, money for say uh, campaign finances? Uh, they, they put their brother-in-law or their friend in charge of their campaign, or they have a 5013C like Hillary Clinton. They put their daughter uh, in charge of the organization, or or you're a lobbyist like Hunter Biden, and you know they're all getting money from companies so that the politician can influence Congress and the Senate uh, to vote us on certain um, policies that affect uh, their pocketbook but also affect uh, John Q. Citizen, as you indicated. Can you please elaborate on how, why are they not calling it bribery charges and what constitutes a bribery versus these other euphemisms? And I'll hang up and I'll listen to your call. And thank you for taking my call. Thanks, Steve. Okay. Thanks, Thanks for the call. Well, that's a good question, uh, Steve. That's a good question. And maybe some of it has to do with why the Mitch McConnells, the Diane Feinsteins, the, the Pelosi's in their 80s, infirm, some of them can't even walk or talk, uh, don't want to leave. All right. You know, they they uh, they have ways of funneling this money and not only to relatives and friends, but to people that are able to make money for them. You know, some may be inside trading information. Who knows? All right. And, you know, the system's broken with that. You know, you have pay to play and you have all that. And I guess, you know, the government and the people will tell you, well, oh, it's impossible to monitor. It's impossible to keep in check. I don't know the answer to that. But I know this, that once they get there, they leave when they die. They don't, they don't leave too often. Now, you know, Romney just announced, you know, that he's not, you know, going to run. You know, Romney had plenty of money before he ran. But, um, you know, it's amazing, and I, and I think uh, John brought this up. What do these senators and congressmen make? They make like 200000 something yes, like that. Yes, something like, yeah. And they're all multi, multi, multi-millionaires. Uh, so, you know, you know this stuff is going on behind closed scenes, doors. You know that. But how do you stop it? I don't have the answer. I don't have the answer. The only answer I have is 
put somebody in for, you know, one or two Senate terms, three or four Congress terms, and then that's it. You're out. Yeah. Uh, but it's, um, you know, it's going on. It's going to continue to go on. Um, you know, Hunter Biden. I mean, look, I don't know the guy. He doesn't look too impressive to me. And this guy now is going overseas in all these countries, doing business with all these countries, making millions of dollars on his resume. Cut me a break. <laughs> Cut me a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll put my father on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, and I think and I think, again, that's why Trump's numbers are where they are. I think it's it's Joe Q voters way of saying Okay, you're not going to do term limits. You're not going to do this and that. Here's how we're going to handle it. We're going to put people in there that aren't politicians, so to speak, even though Trump has his flaws. Okay, and he's got his flaws. Yeah. You know, you know, and and listen, I'm 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 not sticking up for Trump here today. All right. Poor Ronald, you know, Ronald Reagan, who I thought was the consummate uh, politician, gentleman and, and even George Bush. They're rolling over in their grave seeing what's going yeah. on. Yeah, calling this guy, woman, Pocahontas. This one, uh, DeSantimonious. I mean, where's the civility in politics anymore? Yeah, Ronald Reagan's turning over in his grave seeing the way we yeah. operate politics. Today. He sure is. He sure is. Yeah. Uh, Bill is in Absecon, and Bill wants to talk to you, Judge. Bill, good morning. Yeah, You're I, on with Judge Donio. Thanks, Judge Donio. Thanks for thanks for having me on here, guys. I just wanted to ask a question about judges, period, in the Superior Court. What is, what, what is the ultimate power of a judge? Because it seems like judges are making decisions that affect other states, other even federal, you know, uh, actions. And, and I can't understand why the judge and how the judge has the power to, uh, you know, obstruct the law or change the law or challenge the law. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me. I thought they were supposed to enforce the law. Well, you know, look, the biggest complaint about judges are that judges want to legislate from the bench. That's a big complaint about judges. All right. And judges have to follow the laws as written. They have to interpret the laws as written. Uh, There's always case law that interprets certain uh, laws a certain way. Judges should not legislate from the bench. Uh, but look, some people might go overboard with that or whatever. Uh, but you know, there's no way like, for instance, a state judge is going to issue some kind of a ruling that impacts federal law. Uh, that's not going to happen, shouldn't happen. And if it does happen, it'll be quickly reversed. Um, so, you know, as a judge, you have to follow the law, even if you disagree with it. Sometimes, um, you know, and I can't say I wasn't guilty of this. Sometimes if I saw a law that I thought was unconstitutional or wrong, I would go the other way and invite an appeal. And sometimes uh, there there would be a rule change or a statute change as a result of it. So, but judges have a duty to follow the law as written. Okay. So, so, thank you. Okay, Bill. Thanks. I have some other questions, but uh, oh, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, okay. Well, I know that there's a shortage of uh, superior court judges in the state, right? There's a lot of lot of, lot of openings and like uh, almost, uh, I guess, uh, four hundred or so. Yeah, well, uh, 
in New Jersey, there's there's a lot of um, um, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, there's a lot of openings um, in New Jersey. Uh, as I said before, as I said before, the um, in Atlantic County, in Atlantic County, uh, uh, Senator Palestine has done a wonderful job filling these vacancies. We don't have any. That's we don't great. have any. We don't have any. Up north, they have all these openings. You had Supreme Court openings that went on for a couple years because the senators up there would not do what they're supposed to do with senatorial courtesy, which they would say, okay, well, I'll okay this judge, but I want this, and I want this, and I want this, okay? Which, is, as far as I'm concerned, it's mixing apples with oranges. The only thing that should be done with a judge who's nominated by the governor's office, who passes the state police four-way check, is that person should be granted a hearing in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And they should be voted up or down. And if they get through Senate Judiciary, they should go to the full Senate for a vote, yes or no. They shouldn't be held hostage to some North Jersey senator who says, well, I'm not going to sign off on this because I want this, 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 and this, and the governor won't do it. But right. we, don't ha- we have not had that problem down here. And that's kudos to, uh, to uh, you know, all, a lot of our former senators, Senator Gormley, uh, Senator Whalen, uh, and, and now – with uh, uh, Senator Palestina, we have no vacancies. We since Pal- since Senator Palestina came in, we filled a prosecutor's position, and I'm going to say five or six judicial vacancies. Where right now we have no vacancies, and that's to his credit. And and, and the other thing I wanted to ask you too is is um, ju- when 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 the court makes a decision, is it is it is it always binding? Or can it be changed, uh, you know, during the course of the trial? Uh, a, a decision you make? Yeah. Oh, listen. There's there's times when uh, the the lawyers ask for what's called a reconsideration, uh, where either they forgot to bring something up, or the judge in making the ruling didn't consider something, and that's fine. But what you, you hate as a judge is you make a decision based on the papers, and then they just file for reconsideration and say, I want reconsideration. Well, what's new? What what didn't we argue before? Well, nothing. You made a mistake. Well, you would have to tell them that's what the appellate division is for. So if you think I'm wrong, go to the appellate division. If you think I overlooked something or something you forgot to put in your papers, I'm happy to reconsider it. But if you just don't like my decision, you don't get two bites of that apple. You go to the appellate division. Well said. <laughs> and I'm sure that's happened a couple of times, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It happens, it happens yeah. quite a bit. Quite Come, a bit. Coming up on a break, uh, we have more with Judge Donio. 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio. It's Talk with a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Our guest, retired Atlantic County Superior Court Judge Michael Donio. He's here, and we got a couple more minutes with him. 609-407-1450. Coming back with more with Judge Donio after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. 
Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on Debt Free for Life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to Debt Free for Life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. Want to save money in these inflationary times? Write this number down, 855-910-1246. 855-910-1246. Text your number to that number, and you'll be part of BF Mazio's Text Message Club, where you'll receive specials and coupons that will save you money. BF Mazio, the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. Gift baskets, catering for all occasions, and more. 601 New Road, Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. This afternoon is going to be breezy and pleasant with some clouds, then sunshine, high 80. Clear tonight, a comfortably cool evening for outdoor activities, low dip into 51. Some sun, then increasing clouds tomorrow, breezy in the afternoon. We do have a shower in spots late with high 82 to wrap the weekend. For AccuWeather, I'm Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95. Just because Judge Donio is retired from the bench doesn't mean he's retired. He has an office in Hamilton and uh, he's got a practice. DonioLaw.com. DonioLaw.com if you want to check out the website. And if you want to call him, you got a legal problem or an issue or anything like that. 609-481-2919. 609-481-2919. Of course, it's Judge Donio. And we'll get into uh, what you're doing in, in just a couple of minutes. Before we go back to the phones, uh, when you were on in the past, you constantly talked about bail reform. Um, and it's been a couple of years now. Is it working to your liking? Well, um, the updates that I get on bail reform is that the legislature has made some changes as it goes on. And that... Um, the judges now do have some discretion besides somebody just filling out a form. Uh, for example, if somebody, as a result of their prior record, is looking at a life sentence if they're convicted because of their prior record, or if there's a murder uh, indictment, uh, that person is presumed to be detained. And the presumption by clear and convinced evidence, would have to be overcome. So that's good. Uh, on the other hand, um, if it's something that is relatively minor, uh, there's a presumption that that person is to be released. So now there's, there's some changes that were made since we first talked about this. So I think that the program now is running more in tune and giving judges some discretion where before it was like, all right, let's fill out this form, A, B, C, D, E. Let's add up the points. Oh, you stay in. Oh, you're, you're released, which I never liked. 
All right, I think you put judges there because you trust them and they have discretion uh, and look at the person, the whole person, the type of offense, who the complainant is, uh, the kind of sentence they're looking at, what the proofs are, and make a decision. So from what I'm hearing now from my colleagues, my former colleagues, Judge Lurie and others, is that with the changes that have been made as a result of uh, amendments to the statute since enacted, uh, it's, it's much better. It's much better. The jail population, uh, which originally went uh, way down because everybody was getting released, even people that shouldn't, uh, now it's, it's going back up. I don't think to the pre-stages um, of, of when bail reform was passed, uh, but it's going uh, you know, a little bit back up. The other thing is that if the judge holds somebody, there's now systems set up where they can file an appeal with the appellate division. It's on an expedited basis, uh, and the appellate division will review the record below, the transcript below, not have a hearing, but they would review it to see if there was an abuse of discretion by the judge. And then usually within 30 days or so, they would either remand the matter back to the judge to have another hearing, or they would change what the outcome was. So I think that from its inception to now, with the amendments that have been made, I think it's much better. Okay, well said. We uh, are going to go back to the phones. Henry in Northfield. Henry, you're on with Judge Donio. Hello, John. Uh, we're having a little problem with the... Yeah, can't hear him. Yeah, it's... it's uh... Henry there. We got him. All right, hang on. Let's try. Let's try. Uh, let's take Linda. Linda Napsekin. Linda, hi. You're on with Judge Donio. Hello, John. Hello, Judge. Good to hear hi. you back on the air. Been missing you. Okay. Hi. Hi. So, so Judge, I think. Um, well, we know Trump's facing what maybe 91 indictments in 900 years. I think he's going to take a play. I think the Trump lawyers are going to come forward and say they'll take, uh, uh, they'll, they'll plead guilty to four indictments for 350 years. But you started out the show saying that um, you don't, you don't think we should continue. I guess with the, the likes of Trump. So um, now, now, how exactly is the country going to continue? with a corrupt justice system. Well, first of all... We wouldn't have the likes of Trump if we had a good justice system. Well, well, we can't say that yet because we don't know what the justice system's going to do with these cases. Maybe some of these cases get thrown out before they go to trial. How about the, the lead-up? How about the lead-up to all of this with this corrupt justice system? If we didn't know that the justice system was corrupt in, in, in early 2016, now, by 2017, we knew it. 2018, we knew it. 2019, we knew it. Okay, now, when you say corrupt justice system, are you talking about the whole system or the judiciary or the prosecutors? Or are you talking about... Everything. Well, let's well all the every everyone you mentioned and any let's even throw in the CIA because remember when they said that uh, well what we had against what 
the, the tapes or the, or the laptop on Hunter, that was Russian misinformation. And you had five former directors of the CIA sign on to it and say that was so. And all other notables for a total of 50 prestigious signatures who were all wrong. All right, let's start with this. Let's start with this. The prosecutors, the attorney generals, those people of each state, they bring charging documents, right? They go, they get an indictment with a grand jury. The court has not even entered an appearance yet. Now, once there's a charge, there's an indictment, now that person comes before the court, and the court now takes over the management of this case, all right? So, you know, the fact that the prosecutors brought these charges and that the Trump people say that most of them are bogus, and the fact that the judiciary is not involved in that charging process at all, I think we got to segregate the prosecution people from the judicial people. Now, once it goes to court, the court takes over, there'll be motions to to have a change of venue, there'll be motions to separate the, the people on trial, then there'll be trials, and the judge now is the gatekeeper of that trial. The judge is going to have to determine what evidence is admissible, what evidence is not admissible, uh, what the jury charges are to the jury, which are paramount. Um, so before I'm going to say that the judicial system is corrupt, we got to wait and see how this plays out. I'm hoping that that's not the case. I'm hoping that the judicial system is the point of reason here. And if there are charges that are not legitimate, I'm hoping that they get thrown out. If they're legitimate, then, I'm, then I hope that they get tried by a jury of his peers. Now, as to your other comment, that he's going to enter a guilty plea and serve 350 years. It was a joke. Okay, because I was going to say, where could I take that bet? Uh, where, 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 where could I take that bet and put some serious... <laughs> So Donald, Donald Trump's not going to plead guilty to anything. He's going to go through this whole process. If he's convicted, he's going to appeal until there's no more appeals. I, I'm sort of stunned that you don't seem to show any righteous indignation for this mistreatment of this president through the justice system. Just a little well, bit. Well, listen, um, I don't know what they have. I don't know what they have. You read indictment and, and you look at the indictment. And, you know, you know what the old saying is, don't you? How about they had an insurance policy, Judge? How about they had a, Remember when the FBI employees, the higher-ups in the FBI, two of them, Page and Strzok, for instance, when they said, <clears throat> excuse me, oh, we don't have to worry about Trump being elected. Oh, for, we have an insurance policy. An insurance policy? An insurance policy? The FBI has an insurance policy not to put into office a president? I, 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 I don't... I haven't heard anything about this. Insur insurance on who? Uh, that that President Trump would not get elected, and, and Page and Strzok, because he could smell the FBI the, 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 and and the other the uh, Page, the woman. She was she she was an attorney. Right. So I'm not familiar with that. I'm not familiar that, with that. But let me ask you a question. You sound like you're a Trump supporter. Love him. Okay. Let me ask you this: If Trump somehow implodes, and let's just say something happens. And this won't happen, but let's say Trump implodes and drops out of the race. Who are you going to support then? 
DeSantis. Okay. All right. Would you support Christie under any circumstances? <laughs> yeah, you know what? We, you and I have talked about Christie before. I liked him. I don't. I, I, I would have in sixteen. I could have voted for Chris Christie. No, I do not feel the same way. Right. Okay. okay. All right, Linda. Thanks for the call. <laughs> love, Listen. Love. Let's face it. You're always going to get into it with Linda, but that's okay because she doesn't mean any harm. Okay. No, I, I, she's great. Yeah, she's great. yeah. Okay, some final thoughts on uh, Judge Donio. Talk with a purpose. Saturdays nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. I'm John DeMassey. Final thoughts with the judge after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt-Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt-Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. And again, Judge Donio. During the week, you want to check out his website, doniolaw.com. He is available in his office, 609-481-2919, 609-481-2919. Final thoughts here on this hour on the Judge Donio Hour. Um, good to have him back on here on the program. Judge, the other day, you know, I was talking to you, and you uh, you really sounded tired. Um, and you were in a mediation all day. Tell us a little bit about what you do now in your practice well you know i do the mediations for the lawyers uh, and try to help them settle their case uh covid really set things back john yeah uh, the backlog you know was like three or four years to get your day in court which is not acceptable courts were shut down for a period of time cases were still getting filed you had to wait in line till your case comes up and i think the mediation practice has increased substantially as a result of that. People don't want to wait three or four years to get a court date. Lana County's moving a lot of cases now. They got some good hard work in civil judges, but the numbers are such that probably now the backlog is probably now, I don't know, maybe two years or maybe even a little bit more. And that's not acceptable either. So, you know, people will come in uh, they'll, they'll prepare what we call mediation package. They'll send me the, the, their theory on the case, the pros and cons, their positions, and we'll get together and we'll talk and we'll try to get reasonable people to come to a reasonable solution. So, and it's all kind of cases, a lot of employment cases, you know, personal injury, accident cases, slip and fall cases, malpractice cases, will contest, unfortunately, family member against family member. <laughs> construction cases, you know, bad construction and have to bring somebody in to fix it, consumer fraud cases, 
And, you know, we try to get the people in and we try to get settlements. And we've been, you know, pretty lucky in getting people settled. Uh, they save money in the long run because they're not litigating for two, three, four years. And they can move on with their life. So it's really, really picked up and it's and it's busy. You uh, must have had a pretty tough one the other day because you, yeah, you really I, sounded tired. Yeah, well, you got to remember, you know, John, when, when you're doing a mediation, I'm going back and forth room to room. Oh, okay. And so I'm doing all the talking, and it's way harder than when I was on the bench where I did a lot of listening. Yeah. Um, so I go to this room, and I talk to those folks, and I hear from them, and we talk about their pros and cons. Then I walk into the next room, and I'm talking to them for an hour back and forth. And, you know, and uh, I got to tell you, by the time... By the time I get home, uh, if, when I do a case from 9.30 a.m. to 4 or 5 p.m., I'm fried. And my, my good friend Ken Lefevre tells me, well, you know, it's time for a cocktail. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, I, I can't do that every night either. Uh, i got to, you know, watch that. But um, it is. It's, it's tiring. But you know what, John? You, you, you spend the whole day with people. You can see their anguish. You can see that they've been involved in this. They've spent a lot of money on it. And at the end of the day, you get them to settle and they leave and they're settled. Makes you feel good. Yeah, that that, that must be a, a feel good yeah, type of situation. Feel, yeah, yeah. Makes you feel good. Do you get, you so, get uh, time for any golf or what? Every Sunday morning, every Sunday I got my guys and we play every Sunday. And if I could sneak out one day during the week, uh, if I don't have a mediation a certain day, I'll go 7 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning, and I'm back in the office by noon. Well, I, I just wanted to make sure you, you had time for golf, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, 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 thanks for coming on. We uh, appreciate it. It's been oh, a while. And, uh, you know, really appreciate your expertise. And uh, we'll, we'll see you somewhere down the road. Okay, John. Always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, if you get any good ideas, you know, about the pitching staff, you know, send an email <laughs> to the topper. Okay. I, I will do that. All right. <laughs> All right. Judge, All right, John. Thanks. Take care. You All too. Right. You too. Take care. Judge Donio, again, the number 609-481-2919, and the website is doniolaw.com. That just about put the wraps on hour number two in hour number three a couple of things to talk about well we'll we'll just give you this new report on inflation unfortunately gas prices have gone up again i think what was it 370 i saw this morning 370 for regular unleaded so it's uh it's creeping up there and Another thing, you should be thankful. A lot of times we complain about living in New Jersey, but you ought to be thankful that you don't live in the state of New Mexico because the governor there, well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in the next hour, but it's really, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable what the governor of New Mexico did. We'll talk about that. Uh, maybe we'll get to this uh, Five former Memphis police officers were charged Tuesday with uh, a couple of charges in the result of uh, the beating death of Tyree Nichols. Um, so and a couple of things on the table. Of course, Donald Trump 
Isn't he always on the table? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about uh, something related to uh, his Georgia trial and uh, your calls as well at 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. Talk with a purpose is the show. Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hour number two is in the books. Hour number three on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Hour number three, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5, also heard on 1450 AM. And always online at WPGTalkRadio.com. So there are multiple ways to listen. 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio. And we are wide open because of uh, the judge's appearance. So we're wide open for calls. 609-407-1450. You can get in right away to talk here on the program. 609-407-1450. Just want to give you an update on uh, inflation. Uh, gas prices going up again. Inflation jumped last month, largely because of the spike in gas prices. In a set of conflicting data released Wednesday, the Labor Department said the consumer price index rose 3.7% in August from a year ago, which was up from 3.2% in July. Yet, and here's the rub all the time, Excluding the volatile food and energy categories, which is the so-called core prices, they rose 4.3%. The big rise in gas prices accounted for more than half of the monthly inflation increase. The Fed is expected to skip an interest rate hike in its meeting next week. So they're, they're telling you inflation is up. But they don't tell you gas and food is up. So, <laughs> uh, and then you want to hear this? This will really get you, especially uh, the gun owners. Michelle Luan Grisham. Who is she? She is the governor of the state of New Mexico. Last week, she ordered the state to suspend the right to carry firearms to address what she called an epidemic of gun violence. Well, isn't that all over the country? (laughs) Shouldn't these big cities be doing this? New Mexico? This has been done before. It's never really worked. I mean, they they, they can't... just can't legislate that. But anyway, the Attorney General of New Mexico, Raul Torres, announced that he cannot defend the governor's public health order on firearms 
So now that there's a divide between the state's top-ranked elected Democrats. Well, of course, the Democrats. What, What do you expect? In a letter to the governor, Torres said that although he agrees a debate is needed on the impact of gun violence, it cannot be rebranded as a public health emergency to justify a 30-day prohibition against carrying firearms. So the governor just says, hey, we're stopping, we're stopping the right to carry. That, done for 30 days. <laughs> he urged the governor to better spend her time on developing comprehensive legislation. Gee, that sounds like a broken record. Haven't we been saying that for a long time? You thought New Jersey was bad. Jeez. So you uh, be happy that you don't live in New Mexico. Uh, Got some other things to talk about. Uh, We'll talk about Trump as well. Let's go to the phones. John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome. Yes, good morning. Actually, uh, our Constitution was adopted into law on June 21st, 1788, and then finally ratified in 1789. However... The imagining of such a document was goes back to 1751, and on March 21st, 1751, Benjamin Franklin from Philly, from Congress Hall, had said this. It would be a very strange thing of six nations to the north, talking about the Iroquois tribes, to be capable of forming a scheme for such an union and be able to execute it in such a manner as that it has subsisted ages and appears indissoluble and able yet... yet that a like union should be impracticable for 10 or a dozen English colonies to whom it is more necessary and more advantageous and who cannot be supposed to want an equal understanding of their interests. So that, 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 I, I can't speak like that. That's verbatim Ben Franklin. Those guys were, were brilliant guys, man. They, uh, they knew advanced mathematics and physics. They had a smattering of Latin. Most of them knew, had a smattering of Latin. Most of them were bilingual. They were very intelligent guys. And they, they said that the Second Amendment allows us to form militias that we can't get our, our demands met in the voting booths. Now, I'm saying this, man. Um, remember Henry David Thoreau. Henry David Thoreau said nonviolent resistance will be more practicable due to the fact that if you have a, if you have a shadow government that exercises such control, that we couldn't form militias on the sly and secret because they would find out right away. Because Big Brother uh, has has cameras up our backsides, basically. So... Now that would not be a smart idea. First of all, we should we should think about we should, we should all get a copy of Civil Disobedience by Henry David Thoreau. Actually, it influenced Mahatma Gandhi in overthrowing England with nonviolent resistance, and also greatly influenced Martin Luther King, a nonviolent civil rights protester. Okay, so that's where we go with that. But as far as um, our border, man, I mean, here's from um, ABC News of it's worth anything. A growing number of Chinese immigrants are coming across the U.S. without papers, often taking harrowing journeys through several countries and modes of transportation and using social media as their guide. And in quotes, I think that we're seeing now people that are middle class who just feel the opportunities are diminishing and the political situation has just become a lot riskier. He's talking about Chinese that are coming over hook or crook into America because they don't like it in China. Well, that's, that's all nice and neat because... Uh, up to 4,300 people are coming over our border in the past couple months. Anyway, uh, sleepers, this is also from Angus King Newsroom. Sleeper cells, in quotes, likely within our energy grid, experts warned Senator King. Experts concur with King's concern that Russia and China have already infiltrated America's energy, energy grid. So we're not talking about, you know, 
oh, those poor, helpless citizens that want to escape poverty and persecution and this, that, and the other. Now, we're talking about dangerous people. Well, you can't call a Chinese person a racist because he's a person of color. I got bad news for you. In 2010, there were nuclear submarines, Chinese nuclear submarines, off of the coast of Los Angeles. And Los Angeles is populated by white, brown, and black people. And they bragged, we got past your radar. And if we wanted to, we could take out Los Angeles in one hour. That's what we're up against here. we we got to stop this bull crap about, about uh, oh, the white supremacists. For, forget about you're You're not put on earth to, to, to uh, correct other people or make other people moral. If you really were concerned about moral, you'd be standing against abortion. And you're not doing that. So you're not you're not a moral giant. You have a, you have an opportunity to uphold our constitution now. And as Marxist institutions of higher learning, like Stockton and and at Princeton here in New Jersey, and you have Stanford, and you have uh, Yale, and you have Harvard, where they're being taught to hate America. Well, yeah, outside of our constitution, we are wicked as hell. There's there's no doubt about it. But the constitution is the second thing to the Holy Bible, the greatest document, second to the Holy Bible only. And God has blessed us through the lens of that constitution. And actually, if you want to destroy the Constitution, ultimately you hate yourself. Because if you have food in your fridge and you have a bed to sleep on and a shower head to shower under and your toilet flushes, you can thank our God, our God-blessed Constitution. Thanks for letting me call in. Thanks, John. Thanks for the call. Very impassioned speech. And a lot of what he said is right. 609-407-1450 is our number here. It's Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Let's welcome in Wendy in EHT. Wendy, good morning. Welcome to good. Talk With a Purpose. Thank you. Good morning, John. I do agree with what you had said on your monologue that so tired of listening to the same old, same old rhetoric. Yeah. And we need to discuss the true topics of concern in yeah. America. Yes, you know? it's true. That's great that you said that for a change. Yeah. Well, you know? well I mean, it's, it's common sense, isn't it? I mean, it is. I, I'm no scholar, but, uh, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, I was I was a B average student. OK, <laughs> so I wasn't, you know, any great shakes as far as that's concerned. But common sense. And that's yeah. all I think politics are common sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've got an immigration problem. We've got an inflation problem. For sure. And, uh, you know, and, and here we are arguing about indictments and this. Oh, and, uh, ridiculous. Tell me about it. Rid tell ridiculous. Me about it. I, turn, I turn the radio, TV, whatever, and wait until the next topic goes. <laughs> 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 yeah. I really do. So, uh, second of all, I just want to say that Judge Donio, he's a great asset to the station whenever he comes on and discusses certain matters. Yeah, well, he's, he's only an asset to my show because this is the only show he comes on. So. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... Lucky us. Yeah, that's, that's the way it is. But, uh, okay. yeah, he, he is he's definitely... And it's, it's funny because when I started doing the show, uh, you know, he was my attorney many years ago. Oh really? He was. He was just. It was. He was an attorney. Had a firm in Hamilton, right. and uh, I worked in Hamilton, and I used him for a couple of things, know. and and so we kind of ran in the same circles, and uh, mm -hmm. here we go again. Wow. <laughs> I came on to this station, and I called him up. I said, "Hey, you want to do a couple things?" And uh, here he is. So. Oh, that's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, and lastly, on a personal note, you are so right regarding Lexus. I had sold my Honda a couple months ago. Yeah. And I stopped by the Atlantic City Lexus to see what they had 
to offer. They didn't have too much inventory, unfortunately. So I went to Cherry Hill Honda's, I mean, Cherry Hill's uh, Lexus. Same same group ownership, so that's yes, okay. that's yeah. what I yeah. heard. Yeah. So I said, oh, okay, perfect. So I found my dream car, and, I mean, I had Honda's, I had Chrysler's in the past, and I said, oh, you sit in these seats, and you just melt in it. And yeah. All the safety features that they have to offer. It's a 2024. So I had all the bells and whistles. And I said, oh, it's an offer I couldn't refuse, you know. <laughs> so you are so right. Oh, I, I just listen, have to tell you. <laughs> I, I had five weeks of torture because the car was being fixed. Oh. Five weeks of torture of driving. I won't say what the model was, but oh. it was Brand X. And it was horrible. It was oh. just horrible. And oh. uh, my neighbor said to me, uh... Did you, I mean, are you getting rid of your Lexus? Mm -hmm. No, no. I Oh, well, gee, it's been a while. You know, five weeks mm -hmm. I, I drove another car. Oh. oh, you poor thing. Yeah, it was it was torture, believe me. Oh, my God. Wendy, was it an internal problem? Uh, no, it was uh, body work. That's, that's, oh, oh, yeah, I see. Extensive Sorry. body work. But, but okay. Wendy, uh, thanks a lot for the call, and thanks for the uh, kind words on Lexus. Bob is back. Bob and Kate May, good morning. Welcome back, Bob. Hey, thanks, John. Hey, look, you got to try Trader Joe for your olive oil. Uh, a lot less than nineteen bucks a, a bottle, and that was on sale. That was hey, on sale. No, no, it's a good good deal yet at Trader Joe. So okay, uh, okay. Look, a couple of years ago, you, know, it's, you mentioned New Mexico. You know, it was in Santa Fe about ten years ago, and we're walking out to dinner our first night, and. Boy, there's an old cowboy there wearing a big, big 45 right on his, you know, on a, a holster there, open carry out in, out in uh, uh, New Mexico. But they don't really have a crime problem out there, right? That's what what, what happens when you have uh, pretty liberalized uh, Second Amendment laws that, yeah. that let you protect yourself, unlike New Jersey. But the reason I called back here is I heard plugs. Uh, talking about the UAW, uh, the United Auto, Auto Workers Union, and how he was so disingenuously pandering to that union. Now, you know, he's not a friend of the UAW. He's not a friend of the American worker. Uh, while he's he's saying how unfairly the the United Auto Workers have been treated by the rich guys at that operate gm you're talking about biden right correct plugs oh, yeah. biden yeah, oh, yeah 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 you said uh, plugs i didn't know who you were referring to but now i yeah, know that, that, that that's his nickname uh, rush limbaugh <laughs> gave him that nickname uh, you know he, he biden was bold as a cue ball when he was around 1980 he was as bold as could be and all of a sudden like phil murphy he's got some hair now yeah. So I don't know how that happened other than plugs. So that's his, <laughs> his, his name. So, okay. So, but the UAW, so he's, he's trying to play nice with the UAW. At the same time, what he's really doing, like he's doing to all American workers, he's stabbing the American workers in the back with this move toward EVs, electric vehicles. Uh, the electric vehicles are going to decimate the auto industry uh they are going to be made in china uh 
if they're not all made in China, the U.S. taxpayer will be will be decimated as they are now because we're subsidizing these cars that nobody wants, that are inefficient, that don't make sense. Uh, when the battery is finished in about ten years on these electric cars, you know what you have to do with the cars? Junk them. Junk them. You yeah. got it. You got it. I I've got a a, a Toyota Highlander, John. Uh, it's twenty years old now, right? I don't want to get rid of that car. I love that car. How many miles on it? It's only got 86,000 miles on it. But they, they, they last forever. Oh, I know. They just I last know. forever. They do, you know, yeah. The Lexus Toyota products last forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. you, 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 can't, but, you can't beat it. All right, but, but, if, but if, if it were an EV now, you know, they didn't have them back then. But if it were an EV, I would have had to junk that car years ago, okay? Years ago, yeah. But again, the, the the whole point of this, though, is that 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 Biden and and these Democrats they don't care about U.S. workers. You know, President Trump talked about the UAW strike yesterday, and he did bring up you know the the, the man does have uh, innate wisdom, and and you know he 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 brought the, this very issue up that that these. That these workers are eventually going to lose their jobs because of, of this Green New Deal, of getting rid of the internal combustion engine, which we don't need to get rid of. In fact, we want it. At the market wants it. We don't want to have to wait. Uh, imagine driving to Florida, and we, we're going to all EVs. Oh man! You've got to wait. You've got to probably wait in line an hour to get to a charging station, and, and then, then and then wait ten hours. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. not for me. Uh, not for me, Bob. Not for you either, right? No, no. But but you know, these socialist Democrats. Like, look, Phil Murphy wants to outlaw internal combustion engines in in like four or five years yeah you know, 2030 yeah. right yeah. seven years yeah he does right and and the, the the clown in delaware another socialist democrat wants to do the same thing and you know it, it right if we let them they will they will shove this down our throats and they make sure our will. lives miserable they, they sure will yeah <laughs> oh. not for no, me not. not for you thanks for the call bob no, a friend of mine had, uh, he rented an electric car because, you know, was, his car was in the shop. And he said, never again. He had to charge it. Took him 10 hours. <laughs> oh, boy. But my godson swears by his Tesla. I mean, he swears by it. He said, oh, it's the greatest car. And Okay. He said to me, you want to drive it? No, I don't want to drive it. <laughs> I mean, it's got a lot of bells and whistles, but it's electric. That's that's it, you know. But he goes on a road trip, and they got a ten hours. They got to charge a car. I mean, is that is that impractical or what? I, I just, you know, you're making little runs here and there to the store, or whatever. But long road trips, you know, not for me. Talk with a purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yes, we'll get to this Trump trial situation. And we'll talk to Greg and we'll talk to Ginny and maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. More Talk with a Purpose in just a moment.
Want to save money in these inflationary times? Write this number down, 855-910-1246. 855-910-1246. Text your number to that number, and you'll be part of BF Mazio's Text Message Club, where you'll receive specials and coupons that will save you money. BF Mazio, the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. Gift baskets, catering for all occasions, and more. 601 New Road, Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on Debt Free for Life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to Debt Free for Life is absolutely free Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. We are back here on Talk With a Purpose. I want to tell you about how you can listen to any of our shows at any time. It is called the Great On-Demand... Well, it's not an experiment. It happens. The Great On-Demand. Talk With a Purpose. You, you Google John DeMassey Podcasts and all the shows come up. I mean, there is 191. Do you believe that? Hey, we're we're closing in on 200. <laughs> kind of like Kyle Schwarber's batting average. <laughs> that's an inside joke, baseball joke. But that's what you do. Google John DeMassey podcasts. All the shows come up, and you can listen to any of them anytime, anywhere, as long as you have a device. That's as simple as that. Talk with the purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon. Talk radio 95.5. Oh, it was close, but I didn't do it. Another inside joke. We're just filled with inside jokes today. Let's go to the phones. Greg and Abseek. And Greg, good morning. You're on Talk with the Purpose. This is Massey. Good morning. Morning. Uh, just to get back to the judge for a minute the jury box, 12 computers fed with 150,000 law books that have ever been written. They feed them in their machines and they sit there and they make a decision after they hear probably five minutes of what's going on. One of them stands up and says, Judge, we have a decision. <laughs> He's innocent. <laughs> that solves the jury box. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, a good one. Curious. Yeah, AI, you know, 12 of them. And the nice thing about it, when the when the trial's over, they can turn off the machines. That's right. And get ready for the next one. That's right. They don't have to tell them that to to, to 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 not read about it or anything else. You know. So exactly. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and the decision is final. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. You know, yeah. That's true. Our, found, our founders, their greatness was their diversification, and they all had kahunas. They didn't yeah. agree with each other. They stood up and said, you're wrong. And that's why before the ink was dry on the Constitution, they were already making corrections. Yeah, And that's that true. was their greatness. They talked to each other. 
And if it made sense, they did it. What a well, concept. Have, what a concept, well, huh, Greg? <laughs> talking to each other? That would be great, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to take it a step back and go back to uh, the short. Back in the 60s and the 70s, there were nail it an ailment, if you caught it, it was totally taboo. It was called tunnel vision. We have Washington with, I don't know how many people are there, they should all have tunnel vision. Yeah. Because they, none of them do their jobs anymore. From the really? president on down. Really don't, no. Look at the border. I mean, just look at the condition of the country. He needs tunnel vision. He does not pay attention to what the hell he was hired to do. None of them do. Well, I don't think you're talking about Biden. Does he know what day it is? I mean... Exactly. <laughs> Hello? Is he there? Or or as a, a lot of people say, the mummy in charge. <laughs> well, I think it would be beneficial for those people. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey Greg. Hey, Greg, thanks for the call. Jenny and Abseek, and Jenny, good morning. You're on Talk With a Purpose. Hi. Uh, you know, I, I agree with Linda on just about everything she says. Uh, well, pretty much everything she says. I was disappointed that Judge Donio did not mention any righteous indignation with regard to how Trump is treated. I mean, he is treated terribly. He's vilified for everything, but he did more for this country to keep us safe, to keep us prosperous, and put America first for four years. He did a lot. He did a tremendous amount of good. And I, I'm disappointed that Judge Dunyo couldn't find anything, you know, decent to say about him. Well, uh, usually with uh, and in defense of the judge, and I'm not really defending him, but I know how he thinks. Um and, and usually judges kind of take a practical view of things and because it's what they do. So, you know, that's probably where that came from. I, I don't think okay, I, I, I don't really think he's in favor of, you know, litigation against Trump for everything, because he said a few of the things, you know, were flimsy. Uh, when we talked about the cases against Trump. So I really I, mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust the DA in Fulton County, Fannie Willis, as far as I could throw her. Well, I wouldn't either. She's horrendous. Horrendous. Oh, oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. In, in my opinion, she's militant. I think she hates white people. Oh, I, I wouldn't. Her, I wouldn't. you heard her positions on things, whoa. I mean, that's my opinion. I, I just, I, I, she's terrible. Yeah, and and you heard the judge say she's trying to to try all 19 people, which is an impossible task from the judge's point of view. So, you know, this thing is going to drag on, I think. And, and oh, I, just, yeah. just terrible. Yeah. And I, I want to say um, um, I've never been a fan of Mitt Romney. To me, he's the consummate rhino. But I'm glad he's not going to run again. I think many other people in Congress and the House should take the hint. Feinstein, Fetterman, uh, Biden. I mean, Mitch McConnell. Good Lord. Mitch McConnell, in my opinion, is a nurse. I think he's having trans-ischemic attacks up there. Yeah. Which are mini-strokes. Yes. 
Yes. And <clears throat> I don't care. Excuse me. I don't care who says he's fine. That That's nonsense. Uh, one more thing about Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, Zuckerberg, and um, Eric, uh, what was his name? Sway of, oh, oh, with the Chinese mistress. Oh. Um, Eric Swalwell. Yes. Yeah. Now, Eric Swalwell is Nancy Pelosi's nephew. You had Eric Swalwell married and everything with a Chinese mistress. You have Zuckerberg, Chinese wife. Mitch McConnell, he's married to Elaine Chow. Elaine Chow's father, all right, now get this. Elaine Chow's father was educated with the current president of the CCP. Chinese, Chinese, Chinese. These are uh, position makers. These are movers and shakers in the government. These people make policy. And I I just, you know, they find a weak point, you know, in in someone, and then they they attack it. Uh, Have you seen Oppenheimer? No, I haven't, no. Okay. Gee, what a surprise. I, I don't mean that you're surprised that you haven't seen it. In Oppenheimer, you have this tortured, brilliant man. Brilliant, brilliant. His wife is an alcoholic. He's got two children. Marital difficulties. Who do the Russians sneak in there as his mistress but a Russian spy? Gee, what's changed? <laughs> oh. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Ginny, and thanks. This is back in the 50s and 60s. But yeah. You know, uh, our enemies are going to find a weakness. Sure will. And I just, I, I, I don't, you know, I would be very, le- I'm very leery of Zuckerberg, Mitch McConnell, and Swalwell. I don't know why Eric Swalwell hasn't been thrown out. Yeah, I, I don't either. That's, well, we should throw, thanks a lot for the call, Jenny. We should throw out a lot of them, shouldn't we? Some open lines. So if you want to jump in real quick, uh, you'll get on right away. 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. Let's talk about Georgia, uh, which is the home of one of the Trump trials. Donald Trump and several other defendants are waiving their right to seek a speedy trial in the case in which they are accused of participating, of course, in an illegal scheme to overturn the 2020 presidential election. But this is part of legal maneuvering. And as you heard Judge uh, Donio say, uh, this Fulton County DA, Fannie Willis, she's seeking to try all 19 defendants starting October 23rd. Never happened. Never going to happen. Two defendants are already scheduled. The judge has expressed skepticism that all defendants should could go to trial that day. The result could be that several trials could happen simultaneously. This is a lot of legal maneuvering. Will it work? Who knows? But again, this is the situation. You got 19 defendants. So what are you going to do? You have 19 juries? Or you have 10 and then 9? And then you have two juries. So as you heard Judge Donio say, what's it going to take to pick the juries? And the juries, always, the question is always, do you know anything about this case? Well, who doesn't know about this 
Trump case? Who doesn't know about the rigged election? Who doesn't know about Trump supposedly trying to fix the election? As far as I'm concerned, the only thing he did was make a phone call and say, hey, look, I need a couple thousand votes. Can you give me that? So that's a crime? You see, so, so that's... That's the question. Is it a crime? And is, or is it just politics? And, and, and really, you have to say it's just politics. But 19 defendants. 19. I mean, I didn't think about it till the judge came on. But when he comes on and puts it that way, that's a lot of, that's a lot of legal maneuvering, a lot of motions, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, it, it just never ends. Oh, boy. This this is a mess. And, you know, we got a country to run. We, we, it's, it's ridiculous. Talk with the purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassi. We have John, and we'll talk to him, and maybe we'll talk to you after the break. 609-407-1450. 609-407-1450. Got a couple other things on the table. We'll talk about that and whatever is on your mind. 609-407-1450. More Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. This afternoon's going to be breezy and pleasant with some clouds, then sunshine, high 80. Clear tonight, a comfortably cool evening for outdoor activities, low dip into 51. Some sun then increasing clouds tomorrow, breezy in the afternoon. We do have a shower in spots late with high 82 to wrap the weekend. For AccuWeather, I'm Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95. Oh, we're back here on Talk With a Purpose. Email me during the week, jdadv1 at comcast.net, jdadv1 at comcast.net. Of course, you can always like us on Facebook, at Talk With a Purpose. At Talk With a Purpose is our Facebook address. And our show is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. John in Ocean City. John, good morning. You know what happens when you embellish? You have to come back and correct yourself. There was no Congress Hall in 1751. It was in 1790 that there was a Congress Hall in Philly. And then uh, before that, it was called Carpenter's Hall in 1774. However, uh, what I said about uh, that was a verbatim speech by Benjamin Franklin. And, yes, our Constitution, our dissatisfaction with the British crown goes back to the mid 
uh, 18th century. That's absolutely true. And actually it was Ben Franklin who said that a big impetus for revolution was a British prohibition of colonial script. That, that tells me they would, not be, uh, they would not approve of the Federal Reserve, which has stockholders that control our monies overseas. So that's another story altogether. A lot of political savvy. You have callers with, with a lot of political savvy. I, I have to uh, up my game because you have such smart callers that call in. And, yeah, we have to meet these politicians in the middle, and we have to resist them, and we have to. If that's the way it is, we're going to have to resist them. It's going to have to be a grassroots, we the people revolution. But I still say, man, that we should get copies of uh, – Henry David Thoreau's civil disobedience, because, I mean, we're, we live in a dangerous day and age, man. Uh, you know, forming militias might just make the situation worse. I'm just, I'm not putting it out there that that's beyond the pale, because these people are out of hand. They want to they strap nine uh, third trimester women down in a flight suits and have them as fighter pilots. That, that's insane. I'm sorry. You have to be a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs if you support that. You know, murdering nine, uh, third trimester babies, nine months uh, about to be born. Uh, uh, partial birth abortion is a baby's been born and you destroy the baby after it's been born. That's murder. That's outright murder. And Barack Obama supported that as a senator from Illinois. So there's reasons why we're not a bunch of Archie Bunker bigots here. We oppose evil, and that's how it is. We have lawless people running our country, and we have to oppose them. Thanks for letting me call in a third time. Hey, John, hey, John before you go. Oh, he, oh, he hung up. <laughs> I was going to explain to him, but... Nevertheless, we move on. Andy in Philadelphia. Andy, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hey, uh, John, good morning. I, I got up this morning a little bit late. I'm at my home in Brigantine. I always uh, make the coffee and put your show on. Um, <laughs> you have some very, very um, uh, great guests. The judge <clears throat> the judge that spoke a little while ago, I, I got in about uh, halfway through him. Uh, he sounds like an extremely bright attorney to me. Uh, I happen to be uh, an attorney in Philadelphia. I certainly don't have his experience. I, w <clears throat> I was disappointed, though, uh, for, for, for two things. Um, I, I was disappointed uh, when the gal called and talked about the FBI comments about the insurance policy, uh, that the judge said he was not aware of that. I, I, wasn't, not I wasn't either. So I... I you know. Oh, okay. It was right. news to well, me. Well, so. it's hang okay, well, it's hanging out there. It's pretty bad. And I want to tell you something. I'll tell you the kind of a Trump supporter I am. Um, when he ran the first time, I voted for him. When <clears throat> when the issue came up of his the possibility of Russian interference, um, I didn't get real historical about it. What I did was I went out and I bought the Mueller report. I bought it online for $25. I hope the judge has read it. Um, as a lawyer, I read the complete report. Um, it was written by one of the Justice Department lawyers. I have to tell you, it's not difficult to understand. It's written at about the fifth grade level. It's not a real articulate piece of law work. And I said, gee, you know, I said, if Trump is guilty of this, I'm dumping that guy. Well, I read the report from cover to cover. And, of course, he wasn't. Then I decided to read Jared's book, The Russia Hoax. And I, I have a copy if the judge would like it. I could mail him in Jersey. So I read Jared's book. Jared's a very bright lawyer. Uh, I read the entire Russia Hoax. And I said, well, as it goes right now, I'm going to stay with I'm going to stay with Donald Trump. Um, I'm watching him now. I think the judge has become victim, like a lot of us, to the deluge uh, of potential litigation, not the quality of potential litigation. 
I was watching Fox the other night. There were a couple of black gentlemen on that were supporters of Trump, and a guy said an interesting thing. He said, the more they indict, the more we unite. And I see now that the Democratic Party is losing some of the, some of the black uh, voter base uh, to Trump. But <clears throat> I would think that the judge, and he seems like a really bright guy to me, um, I would probably get along great with him. I don't play golf, but I have a beer with him. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it just sounds like, you know, a great guy's guy. You want to talk to somebody with his experience. But <clears throat> I just wish he had availed himself, you know, a, a, a little bit more. I'll make one more comment because I know you've got other people that want to talk. The gentleman that just talked about um, partial uh, uh, birth abortion. Yes. Uh, I, I was raised a Catholic. I was brought up in the Catholic Church. I had the fortune in living in South City, Philadelphia, to go to good Catholic school where I got a great education. So did I. Um, so I, did I. Yeah, yeah. But did, did we get a great education? Yes, we did. Was, yes, um, yes, we certainly so, did. So, boy, I, we we had the St. Joseph's nuns, and boy, I tell you, they were they were they were like drill sergeants. So, so did and, I. Um, <laughs> we got it. <laughs> we got, yeah. yeah, I went to St. Bartholomew's. We had great we had great teachers, and in high school we had priest brothers, and we had lay teachers at Father Judge, and they were tough. I learned a lot, um, but I fell away from the church like a lot of people did back in the seventies over marital issues. And um, uh, at the time, my wife supported abortion, and I joined her uh, in that thought. And uh, uh, we did not have any children. I don't have any children. Uh, I wasn't blessed with them, but. Um, I, I supported that, but I, I fell away from the Catholic Church. To your listeners and to the gentleman that called earlier, I'll tell you what turned me around. Back in the 80s, on one of the, I think it was on the Learning Channel, I watched a short movie uh, made by some doctors. It's called The Silent Scream. And The Silent Scream is a video recording of the uh, abortion process. It's, it's very technical. It's very medical. And they show you how the baby is removed uh, when it's about seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve weeks old uh, from the womb. And the commentator was a Christian, and he said, "Watch the response of the fetus as they insert the probe." And the fetus tried to move away and defend itself from the probe. And when I saw that, I sat there with my wife. I started to cry. And I said, I'm never supporting abortion again. I said, that's a 12-week-old child trying to save its own life. And we're putting, I think they call it a canulus or a probe. And we're going to forcefully remove that human being from the mother's womb. It's a great video. It doesn't get much press. It's called The Silent Scream. If you watch that, I don't see how you can ever uh, support any type of abortion except under the three circumstances. The life of the mother rape and we had a family member a beautiful young girl that was sexually assaulted in our family rape and um incest yeah and so yeah. um i i think i think if you watch this if you watch the photographic if you watch the scientific evidence of what happens when you remove that baby uh i don't want to even go into how they actually kill the baby it's just too yeah uh, it's, it's, too, it's like a horror movie too graphic uh, for the radio um, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, I don't want to say it because yeah. I'm just I'm 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 living it again, and I'm thinking, dear God, it's so horrible. Anyway, I thought the judge I thought the judge was a very very uh, good uh, guy to have on. Yeah, I would recommend you have him on again. He makes a lot of good commentary. He certainly understands <clears throat> all the aspects of the, of the judicial process. But I think 
It's like global warming. Al Gore says now that the seas are going to boil and all the fish are going to cook. It seems like they get more and more. The rhetoric becomes more and more hysterical. Yes. And yes. now we've got we've got three or four charges, you know, against Trump. I'm sure I'm sure that um, um, I'm sure he's got an outstanding parking ticket somewhere that will send the FBI. You know, I, I, I bet he does. I, I heard he's got a bunch of old parking tickets uh, from when he pulled in front of the Trump Tower. And I think they're going to have a grand jury to indict him. They're going to ask for the death penalty under the parking ticket. <laughs> but, um, I, uh, I, yeah, you know, I come down to the shore from Central City, Philadelphia. It's so pleasant to get the brigantine. It's clean. And I have great neighbors that are Democrats. I have great neighbors that are Republicans. It's just a lovely little town. Um, but yeah, you have great, your guests that are on your show are great. I love Thank listening you. to them. Thank you. On, Thank and you. I hope, I hope you have, you know, I hope you have the, uh, I hope you have the, um, Hope you have his honor. Hope you have the judge on again. Oh, well, we will. Uh, we will. We'll definitely would, have him on. Uh, yeah, I will. Be, I mean, he's a great guy. But I, I would I would suggest, uh, I just said, you know, I'm reading the Mueller report. I, if, if, if any of this is true, I said, I'm abandoning this guy. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a lot of baloney. All, all hoax. Yeah, it was all hoax. And, it was, uh, and well, then I read, then I went and read Jared. Jared's book was, was Jared is a real, real constitutional criminal lawyer. He explains the law to the reader such that you don't have to be a judge or a, an attorney to understand it. <clears throat> but it's a complete vindication. So, you know, he's got four indictments or five indictments. They'll try to get him on the parking tickets. Uh, I'm sure he did. About, I, I'm sure he did. I'm sure. I, I'm sure when he went to. I'm sure when he went to Penn, he, you know, he didn't pay all the student book fees and the University <laughs> of Pennsylvania up there. And the university, you know, that, that, that they've got yeah. great. They, they got some great great lawyers up there we, who we know about that are serving in the Senate. Yeah. Um, anyway, listen, you have a great show. You too. Thanks, thanks for, thanks, for uh, thanks for for the call and thanks for listening and thanks for your uh, your your words of wisdom. Um, well, you know, lawyers they can talk. Come on, <laughs> radio personalities are not the only ones that can talk. Lawyers can talk too. Talk with the purposes of the show Saturdays nine till noon WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. Uh, I I wanted to get to this. Five former Memphis police officers were charged Tuesday with federal civil rights violations. Uh, you remember that Tyree Nichols case that was back in January? Um, so they're fighting second degree murder charges in state courts arising from that killing. The officers' names, Tadarius Bean, Desmond Mills Jr., Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin III, and Justin Smith, they're all black. Not that that means anything, but, and Tyree Nichols was black. The four-count indictment charges them with deprivation of rights under the color of law through excessive force and failure to intervene and through deliberate indifference, conspiracy to commit witness tampering, and obstruction of justice through witness tampering. The charges came nine months after the violent beating death, January 7th. This was the traffic stop near Nichols' Memphis home. They punched him, they kicked him, they slugged him. 29 years old, he was 29. Uh, hit him with a baton. He yelled for his mother. You remember that? <sighs> he died three days later. So 
Um, this this is a tough this is a tough case. The indictment says the officers failed to tell dispatchers, their supervisor, and emergency medical technicians that they knew Nichols had been hit repeatedly, and that was to try to cover up their use of force. <laughs> the Justice Department announced an investigation in July into how Memphis Police Department officers use force and conduct arrests, one of several patterns and practices investigations it has undertaken in U.S. cities. So apparently this wasn't the first time. Uh, I guess this will uh, be just like the Derek Chauvin case. Those guys are cooked. <sighs> Boy, that's a shame. That's a real shame. Talk with the purpose of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Got some final thoughts. We got some calls. Uh, we'll, we'll do that. And we'll, we'll talk to you, and we'll just try to get it all in before the end of the show. Talk with the purpose. Final thoughts after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. All right, let's uh, get to all these callers. Let's see if we can get them in before we leave you this morning at 12 o'clock. Natalie in Woodbine. Natalie, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Good morning. Good morning. I'm from, uh, I'm from little old Woodbine, local upper township, and I was in Winslow, Camden County, at a zoning hearing as an interested party, but outside the 200-foot list. The prosecutor solicitor told the room, I'm going to have to tell the board to disregard your comments. Attorneys, judges, they don't represent opposition. Most work around Winslow and for Winslow, and their opinion, it is hard to appeal. Well, this case is about a spike fence, Pineland 6, going from 6 foot to 10 foot and a 6 foot to a county road on a 1,000 foot line. Now, I want to appeal. I thought I could speak as a resident of New Jersey. So I want to learn and appeal. Wow. That's a tough one. So you were there and you tried to speak and they wouldn't let you? Or or, or what? Or they disregarded your, your speech? <laughs> what, what, you tell me. I mean, what, that's what? exactly what... That's exactly what... The prosecutor solicitor said to the whole room as the board was sitting there and had to hear 
what the party said. And furthermore, I have never been to a zoning hearing where you're reserved to a five-minute speak. And the only people in that room that night that were held to five minutes was my son, who was the abutting neighbor, and, of course, me. I didn't even get the five minutes. Boy. Well, you know what I would do, Natalie? I would tell you, I would, I would suggest you do this. The fellow that we just had on the show in the last hour, Judge Donio, he does He's this. He's from Hamilton. Well, that, that's not Winslow. That's not, <laughs> that, awful close. Well, that, 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 <laughs> but that doesn't matter. I mean, he's a judge and he does mediation. And so he would be the one to, to, to talk to in regards to what you can do and what you should do from going forward. So do you want his number? I'll give it to you. And, and we, we. I have it. And oh, furthermore, I know I have to appeal. And I have 45 days from the memorialization. But as far as getting, like I said, an attorney or a judge, I mean, they have a moral ethical codes that they adhere to for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. relating this to everything that you said this morning. Yeah, or sure. The callers said about. The Trump and stuff. I mean, this crap's going on in our own backyard. Yeah, yeah. And well, I mean, those people up at that um, level, they had to start somewhere. Yeah. And people, you know, they're not even paying attention to what's going on in their own backyard yeah. until it hits them. Yeah. Well, I would suggest you give it the judge a call, at least to give you a direction as to where you should go from here. Jenny and Abseek. And Jenny, good morning. Yeah, one more time. Uh, what I wanted to say is I, I am shocked that... Judge Donio doesn't know about the Peter Strzok and Mrs. Page debacle that went on uh, because they had an insurance policy and they said Trump was not going to get elected. And it was things that they did in a clandestine way behind the scenes so that Trump wouldn't get elected. This is very common knowledge. So I was surprised that he didn't know. That's all. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know about it either, Jenny, so that makes two of us. George and AC. George, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Yes, good morning. I have uh, sad, sad news. Uh, fortunately, it's turned into some darn good news, but uh, I'm going to be reading something. I mentioned it to Chris. He's familiar with what I was going to do uh, off of Truth Social that came across a very short while ago. I have tears in my eyes because of my memory of Robert Kennedy's yeah, in yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, you guys aren't aware of it, so here it goes. This is from Robert Kennedy Jr. this morning on Truth Social. I'm very grateful that alert and fast-acting protectors from Gavin D. Becker and Associates, GBDA, spotted and detained an armed man who attempted to approach me at my Hispanic Heritage speech at Wilshire Elbow Theater in Los Angeles tonight. The man wearing two shoulder holsters with loaded pistols and spare ammunition magazines was carrying a U.S. Marshal badge on a lanyard and belt clip federal ID, identified himself as a member of my security detail. Armed GDBA team members moved quickly to isolate and detain the man until LAPD arrived to make the arrest I'm also grateful to LAPD for its rapid response. Now, here's the classic part. I'm still entertaining a hope that President Biden will allow me Secret Service protection. I am the first presidential candidate in history to whom the White House has denied a request for protection. 
Okay, so that bastard in the White House will either kill or have killed or have jailed or have arrested his political opposition. This is the third world nation we're in today. Have a good day, guys. Thanks, George. Thanks for the call. What he was referring to, and Chris handed me this while George was on the the line, uh, this was uh, the start of Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was uh, briefly interrupted. Uh, According to a Facebook post from the 2024 presidential candidate, the man was spotted and detained during his speech at the Wilshire Ebel Theater on Friday evening. So um, he was wearing two shoulder holsters with loaded pistols, spare ammunition magazines, was carrying a U.S. Marshal badge. And he has, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has been denied Secret Service protection. Which I thought all candidates get. No matter what their standing is in the polls. And Robert F. Kennedy is a candidate on the Democratic side. So he's he is definitely one of those. He has... Uh, they did a good job of of catching this guy, but um, George was pretty upset, and and you could hear it. he was in, almost in tears because, uh, as we all know, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. His father, Robert F. Kennedy Sr., was uh, of course, as we all know, gunned down in uh, 1968. <sighs> tough, tough, tough situation. Uh, we'll see. Maybe he will be uh, granted Secret Service protection. <sighs> Boy, what what a what a note to end the show on. <laughs> and with that, we put the wraps on another edition of Talk with a Purpose. Thanks to Chris Coleman, our program director and producer, for doing his usual excellent job. Thanks to Judge Donio for appearing on the show because he's always outstanding as well. And thanks to you for listening, because without you, we always say, we don't have a show. That's the plain and simple of it. I'm John DeMassey. Have yourself a great week, a safe, a happy, and a healthy one. We'll talk to you next week, Saturday. Talk with a purpose, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You take care. The preceding program was paid for and presented by John DeMassey.